A covered wagon exits the city of Somar into a mountain pass heading north. It is early in the morning as the wagon creaks and the two horses neigh and whine at tougher spots. The wagon driver looks experienced, though. He sits at the helm of the wagon, calmly trusting his horses to pull him and his passengers to their destination. He looks back into the covered wagon and sees his four passengers waking up due to the chaos of the horse's attempts up the mountain pass. Ah, morning! Guess I'll find us a spot to set up a breakfast then. The four of you haven't necessarily gotten acquainted yet, so let's go ahead and describe your characters as you look each other over while you wake up in this rocking wagon. And go ahead and introduce yourselves as well for our listeners. I'm Stephen Laney, and I'm playing a level three half-work monk named Tug, and he's an orphan. And he, he doesn't much care for you, that's for sure. <laughs> My name is Mars. I'm playing a uh, level three tiefling uh, bard. His name is Slick. He's, he's an all-around people person. Uh, I'm Thea Whalen, and I'm playing Zalander, who's a level three dwarf fighter. And she's just really out here hoping her looks are going to get noticed. She can't be stuck in those minds anymore. Hey, my name is Joe Hudson, and I am playing a level three tiefling rogue named Scamos, and I'm, I'm an entertainer by trade, like a lot of people like me, and uh, I get along with pretty much everyone, everybody like just falls in love with me whenever they meet me. The wagon comes to a halt. You peek outside of the covered wagon and see you are along the mountain pass on a cliff wide enough for the wagon yourselves to rest. The wagon driver, Jehos, named for Patreon supporter Jason Kachuk, starts pulling small crates filled with food and cooking material from the wagon. He looks to the four of you and says, Won't you mind gathering some wood for a fire? Yeah, I think I can be in charge of that. Thank you. Oh yeah, I could totally come. I'm really good at uh, gathering wood, like people... Back home. No, I can do it on my own. I've done enough on my own. I'm going to go look for the way. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to be chilling. As Tug goes off to collect firewood, the three of you find places to rest and lounge while breakfast is made. You look each other over, and then one of you breaks the silence as J-Host preps the food. How's it going, guys? Oh, pretty good. I'm just happy to be here and, and like, meeting people, and it's just, like, really exciting to be out on the road, and, and, like, you seem pretty cool, and I seem pretty cool. I think we're going to... I uh, get along pretty well. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, I'm just going to be staring at him like, I know you from somewhere, but I'm going to be like, just trying, trying to place it. Gamos, you do see Slick kind of uh, giving you some heavy eyes. Give me an insight check. 12. Gamos, you're looking at Slick, and he's looking at you, and you can't really make why he's giving you these eyes, and you don't recognize him at all. Do I have like a mirror at all? Like Sure, we'll say you okay. have like a hand mirror. Yeah, and I'm just admiring myself. I'm just gonna look over at you guys and go back to myself. <laughs> Tug, you stray off the path a little bit. When Look. I said I was gonna leave, I forgot that I have negative one to nature. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. <laughs> that, that's, this is character development right here. It's just me being an asshole. That's the only, I'm going to die in the woods. Um, so, yeah, Tug, as you stray off of the path a bit looking for firewood, give me a nature or survival check, your choice, oh. to see if you are able to successfully find firewood in this unfamiliar place. 14. You are able to find some firewood, and you kind of stop 
as you're going to pick it up. You go to grab some small branches and logs and you see this purple fungus on them and recognize this poisonous mushroom as blue caps. A blue cap mushroom can cause comas for extended times and without attention, you could die from malnourishment. So it's really good that you caught this. Is there any way I could grab one of the, not grab one of the logs, but that I was able to collect some of it and I imagine in order to get to the tin I want to put it in, they're going to see that my pockets are chock full of stuff. So you want to collect some mushroom, some of this poisonous mushroom? Yeah, just mushroom. a little bit. I have, uh, I gave myself a, uh, a small round tin with six bees in it. Okay. Six dead bees. Okay. For s- stats. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll just like kind of weigh my options in my head and like take out the thing. Cause I also have like a small knife. That okay. Uh, give me a, uh, let's go with another survival check on that. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, okay. That's a, uh, that's a nat three. A natural three. <laughs> and that's a plus zero to your survival. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Starting to rethink my proficiencies. <laughs> so as you go to cut off the mushroom, you do get a little bit of strands on your fingertips a little bit. Perfect. And you kind of brush it off to the side on your pants leg and then, you know, collect whatever you can into this tin. So you did, in fact, get... These poisoned. poisonous mushrooms. I poisoned myself also. Yeah. You, <laughs> you have, you have, we'll say you have two blue cap mushrooms. Okay, great. But we don't know that. No, right? you do not. Uh-huh. So you find some other logs and return with some good firewood without any kind of poisonous fungus on it. While I'm walking back up, I have a tin and I have a small knife and I have like a couple of napkins and I have like a few seashells and I'm kind of like just cramming it back in to my kind of like cargo skirt that I have here. Okay. So. Hey guys, I found some mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a strange cat right there. What kind of mushrooms are these? I'm pretty sure they were poisonous. Nice, nice. So we can't eat them. I would imagine you sh- couldn't eat them. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. I'm not, if you want to do it, it's out of my hands, but we you have can, to get them out of my pockets, if you know what I'm we saying. We just should. And you place the firewood down and start to set up the fire. It eventually catches, and Jeho sets up a small cauldron over the fire. He starts to put his ingredients inside. Once breakfast is done, he takes a ladle and makes a bowl for each of you, not making one for himself. He sits down, completing your circle around the fire. Have you four ever heard the story of the Equilibrium? It sounds familiar. I, I might have saw the play or something, or, or read the book. I can't remember. Yeah, I remember that. That had uh, It was a play that had Christian Bale in it, right? Had Christian Bale and Tay Diggs. <laughs> you guys remember that? <laughs> Sir Tay Diggs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, it doesn't, doesn't really I go actually, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the premiere? Well, I guess, I, you know, I did, I did panhandle a lot out the front of the of the theater out there, so. Mm-hmm. I'm an orphan, by the way, just so you guys know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Must have been tough. <laughs> he pulls a book from his side as the four of you eat your breakfast and looks at you and says, Would you like to hear the story? Yes, actually. Yeah. In the early ages of Asus. The elements raged rampantly across land. Life, death, creation, and destruction battled one another, cursing its people with eternal life, restless death, and a relentless struggle between creation and destruction. These elements were given the name of the true elements. For ages, these forces battled often at the expense of Asians. In 1092 of the Third Age, a brilliant wizard named Remora created four orbs, referred to as the Remora Orbs, to balance the true elements. Remora created the orbs to counter and tame the rampaging true elements. This event became known as the Equilibrium. Okay. It's not really like a story that's like a 
beginning. Yeah, I remember beginning the book was so much better than that story. Yeah, that's a very short version. I mean, the Equilibrium is a tale that's told over time for centuries now. Well, how's the breakfast treating y'all? It's pretty good, actually. It's the best I've had today. Yeah, I gotta say, we're making great time. I mean, it's been a while. Some of us have been together. I'm, I mean, I'm usually on my feet, I guess. Yeah. I don't really have a horse. Wagons tend to make it go a little faster. Yeah, I'm homeless. Did I tell you guys I'm an orphan? You may have mentioned it. <laughs> he closes the book and looks to the four of you. Well, once you finish your breakfast, you go ahead and gather your gear and put it back in the wagon and we'll get going again. I'll go ahead and feed the horses. Uh, are, are you gonna eat at all? Oh no, I ate while we were on the road in, in the city. Oh. Isn't it weird that the guy didn't eat breakfast with us? Um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's the guy that drives a wagon. I don't know. Is it safe to eat and drive a wagon, though? Oh, I don't Our know. Our lives were at stake. Think about that. Well, I got to tell you, you don't seem like you've spent a lot of time around wagons, but they don't care much about oh, no. anybody outside of the wagon anyway, so. I definitely don't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm al- I've always been dodging wagons as, <laughs> as you know, a homeless guy. And a, I'm an orphan, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Was or twice. <laughs> well, I think it's weird that the guy didn't eat breakfast, and I want to do something about that. It's the most important meal of the day. I mean, he said that he ate it in the city. And he's still here, right? Yeah, he's just over there. Like We'll say he's like 30 feet away feeding the horses. 30 feet. His name's Joha? Jehos. Jehos. Can I can I like investigate his area? He's away from the wagon right now? Uh, Well, well he's a, at the horses, which are attached to the wagon. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So, Oh, yeah, because we're away from the wagon. All right. Yeah, then never mind. I now just have to be okay with the fact that I'm suspicious of this guy because he didn't eat breakfast. I mean, if there's anything you want to do about your suspicion, feel free. I mean, if you want to stealthily investigate his wagon near like where he sits. Could I do an insight check on him? Sure. Are you questioning if he lied about eating? No. I just want to see if I can glean anything off of his like personality based on the story he told us and also that he did not eat breakfast. Or whether he... I guess to give you a little bit of background. I know a lot of people who don't eat a lot, so I feel like I would be able to in some way perceive that. <laughs> uh, I guess to give you and the listener a little bit of background. Because I'm a you, homeless I don't orphan. know if you read the PDF I sent you about the kind of outline of the adventure. I did. But he is a recruiter for the Universal Library, and he is basically just travels around and picks people up and takes them to the Universal Library. So, I mean, some of you have been with him for quite a while. Hey, did you used to be homeless? No, I've never been homeless. Because you didn't eat breakfast. I, I ate breakfast in the city, like I told you. Okay. There. <laughs> resolve that. <laughs> Does it resolve it for you, Scamos? Do you want to do anything about this? Uh, you said the city? Yeah, we just left Somar. Yeah, that's fine. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> while y'all were sleeping, while the sun was still down, I ate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this for you so much. <laughs> no, it's fine. This is D&D. <laughs> You're taking a moment that certainly was skippable <laughs> in your mind four hours ago. <laughs> What'd you eat? What? Just by... Uh, <laughs> just, just curious. Uh, I had a roll and some bacon. Roll and bacon. It was dried bacon. It was from yesterday whenever we had it for dinner. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. Forgot about that. That was a great dinner, by the way. Thank you. Nine out of 10, for sure. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is solid. I'm, I'm gonna fine. cry, Jesus. I'm fine. 
<laughs> Everything's fine. What about uh, <laughs> you, Slick, and Zelander? <laughs> do y'all question if he ate or not? No. I never had a problem with it in the first place. <laughs> it's like, these guys are cartoon characters, and we're just trying to get to this monastery. <laughs> so once you finish your breakfast and you investigate if he actually ate or not, you gather your gear and find your places back in the wagon, and then J-Host then takes the helm of the wagon and gets the horses moving up the steep mountain pass. And as the wagon climbs and climbs, the frigid mountain wind makes you go, go for blankets and extra clothing that you have brought with you. A winter storm darkens in the midday sky. And with more time to pass in your journey, the four of you now await. Go ahead and tell us, like, what each of you look like as you kind of eye each other, even though you've been on the road with each other for some time. How tall are jorts? I really didn't look into uh, that. Like four feet. Are jorts? <laughs> yes, jorts. <laughs> hey, how tall are jorts? No. Okay. I've never heard of them called tall, but... <laughs> Moving on. Um, so I'm like 3'11". Really? Good man. Super tight. <laughs> Vibrant red hair. Uh, Would you say it's amber? Is that the color of your energy? No, <laughs> it's not. Thank you for asking. Currently wearing just the, the latest fashion. It's a blue or a black frock with a pink trim and a matching hat and high-heeled boots with the fur. <laughs> Are you carrying weapons with you or anything? Oh, I, I do have my uh, great axe. So you all see that she's wielding a great axe for her main weapon? And I want to make very clear that it is my height as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am wearing a very, very long shaft, like, oh, that's not the best phrase. Uh, <laughs> a coat-like shaft. <laughs> all right, Slick. Uh, all right, Slick just became an insult in that moment. <laughs> like a trench coat, I guess, is probably the best term for it. Redskin, tiefling, little devil horns, a, a fro, a very sizable fro. Like, it's, it's impressive. Not, not too big. I'd say like a foot out. White button-up shirt, dress shoes, normal pants. I think for my bard weapon is a drum. Uh, I got a rapier and a dagger. Okay. Uh, Tug is kind of a he's a he's very he's a very young half orc. He's only eighteen, which is their like adulthood, I guess. And he's gaunt. He's told you about his life so far, but he's uh he's wearing kind of a cobbled outfit. It's not so much just pieces of other outfits, but pieces of pieces of outfits. So he has, he's kind of created this like leg wrap situation out of like a wool blanket he found. And he's got like a skirt. And like I said, I want to, I would like to have kind of like cargo pockets that are just bulging a little bit. So like a kilt with a bunch of pockets on it, but like patchy. Yeah, but it it still like falls kind of like, like a robe or, but it's very short. So he's showing a lot of leg in this cold. (laughs) But he's got a bandana on, he's got kind of a, just kind of a leather strap across his chest and then which just kind of holds down this other piece of a garment. He's it's a belt. He like took a belt and put it over cuz he's very very slender. <laughs> uh, and he he's he's just got a pack. He doesn't seem specifically suspicious, but he's not specifically interested, but when he finds cool stuff, he wants people to know. Okay. Uh, did you mention your weapons? Oh, I it's uh, I mean I got quarter staff. I uh, I've already kind of made this transition into monk, so it's more like you know, it's like a walking stick with a hit, with a hit die attached to it. Okay. But I'm big on hand to hand. I'm big on sneaking around. Not so much, which I guess you wouldn't know. But I'm not so much like trying to hit somebody with a stick. Yeah. You know. All right. I want to have some darts, but everybody has those, right? Are they like hidden, or are they like very visible, like on uh, the belt sash or something? I like that? almost want to say that they're just thrown in the old cargo pockets. Okay. I don't use them very often. But it would, I just set myself up for the worst search check. 
<laughs> I wouldn't make you do that. You know, you actually throw half a hot dog at me. That's what you <laughs> And what about you, Scamos? Uh, Scamos is uh, around 5'5", five, five, pale, very, very pale and fleshy. Like, uh, very uh, squeezable and mandible. Like, is his, is his skin almost translucent? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he, he just kind of like, you know, it's like a Pillsbury Doughboy. You just want to, you know, poke him a lot. And I'm very underdressed. Well, I'm overdressed because I, like, got just got kicked off of this production. And it's like basically a Peter Pan ballet leotard okay so i only have like leotard pants on you know it's like that and then maybe like some ballet shoes or slippers well i can't do a maybe like something that resembles no, I mean, like, yeah so you have like some like theater yeah. shoes yeah of some definitely sort. definitely in theater wear but i have this very impressive belt with uh multiple sacks on it okay are you carrying a weapon oh yeah i got a blue dart dagger short bow and a short sword okay are you brandishing them, like, all over your body, like, sheathed openly, or are they, like, hidden in packs? Hidden in packs, yeah. All right. Anyway, so she stabbed him in the dick, and then he oh came God. around. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. So he came around the the front of the, of the booth there, and then he full-on hit her in the side of the head and killed her. And so not only did I lose my parents, but I also lost my godmother, and I'll never forget her. And if you guys, you know, her name's uh, Thayar Langland. So, but you know, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I didn't have much I was leaving behind. It was, it was kind of more of a thing where I ended up taking care of a lot of kids and I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to let them down, but I knew that I wasn't specifically doing anything with my so I, this is really good brandy. Who? Ha, why do we have so much of this? And I don't. I haven't talked to anybody like this in a long time. I love this guy, trench coat and all. So cute. Yeah. Love the trench coat, man. I was gonna say something about that earlier. Solid. What is yeah, that made great. of? Leather. Leather. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love leather. Like back home, I have like tons of leather outfits uh, that I wear constantly. And sometimes, like, I, you know, I, I wear, like, double layers of leather. And, and you might not think that's cool, but, like, back home, a lot of people love wearing leather. And so, yeah, I, I like leather. <laughs> yeah, man, you just gotta, just gotta get you one good leather jacket and stick with that. Oh, right, yeah. So did you stitch all that together, or did you just find that? Somebody owed me some money oh. and uh, some gold, and I, I took it. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a hard move. Hey, good for you, man. Get with yours. Me taking things from other people. Uh, I, I, I was a, not a very nice guy in the past. I'm just trying to leave all that behind, uh, turning the leaf. Right on, man. Write your book. I'm currently living it. I don't think I'm ready to write it yet. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yes, sir. How many people on this strip are writing books? There's a lot, there are a lot of books per person here. It's a high probability of books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, I know what you mean. I, uh... I spent, I, I spent a lot of time on the street not having a house, and uh, I ended up taking into care of a lot of these kids, and I like, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of a voice of the people, sort of, for the I homeless did, kids. I know? did something like that, but exclusively for women. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, okay. Uh, and they were just down on their luck, and they needed 
help finding food? Is that what you mean? Uh, I, I provided for them, and then they um, gave me what they earned that day. Interesting. Interesting. But enough about ah. me. Let's talk about. Let's talk about you. That is an interesting business model. That's for sure. You, you, you would have been one of my best girls. Oh wow, that's nice. That's a nice thing to say. No one's ever told is me I'd nice? be their best boy. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I know about. I know a lot about what's going on in the city, but I'm. Listen, I haven't read a lot of books. Like, do you know something more about what he's doing than I do? I haven't the foggiest. I spent a lot of time in the mines back in Calandria. So I'm not uh, up on big city ways. I kind of know that life too. I was like from this place, you know, my folks were farmers and they really had this like expectation on me to perform. And, you know, I did, you might've seen me in a couple of plays. I mean, I was, I was, I was big back in my teens. And, and, and then I, I just had to make a change of course and really find myself in some more projects projects and then like this last project they just were going a separate way than I was I directionally and visually it was just like totally different from what I was hoping to do and then they well we just parted ways so that's you know kind of why I just I, I thought maybe uh, I'd be able to meet people through this experience you know network and kind of figure out you know what, what I'm going, going to do with my life because I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Slick, give me a wisdom check. That's going to be a... I've never had a negative one, so I guess a seven, no, an eight. While Scamos was talking, you basically lost interest and just didn't pay attention to his story. Fair. <laughs> Scamos, you see Slick just kind of look the different direction like he's not paying attention to you at all while you're telling your story. Oh, I'm hurt. <laughs> It'd be that way sometimes. Yeah, so, you know, I was used to taking care of the kids, and then the guy who was taking care of me, he said, I'll take care of the kids, so why don't you go to the monastery or make something better yourself? I heard there's a monastery coming into town. So, you know, that's kind of why I'm here. All right, now, we almost there. It's getting cold, and horses are, aren't accustomed to these frigid temperatures. Go ahead and make sure you get your gear ready. Once I drop you off, I'm getting the hell out of here. So you all start to gather your gear, I assume. Is there anything else you want to do before we hop out of this wagon? I yell shotgun and I run to the wagon as fast as I can. Well, I mean, you're in the wagon. We were gathering out of out. the wagon. Gathering our yeah, he, you've been going up the mountain. Run out of the wagon. Yeah. And I'll still say shotgun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as the wagon comes to a halt and the horses struggle to kind of hold the wagon in place, he says, All right, now exit out the back, but be careful. Don't slip on the ice and slide down the mountain. And, uh, at that point, you pull the flaps back at the back of the wagon, and the winter wind just kind of fills the entire wagon, and it's fucking cold. And so you take scarves and blankets and huddle out. Uh, who wants to attempt getting out of the wagon first? I'll give it a shot. All right. So, uh, Slick, give me a dexterity check. Would that be acrobatics? You could do acrobatics, sure. So, 14. 14? Uh, so you hop out of the wagon and hold yourself steady. You don't slide at all. And you kind of move to the side for the next person to get out. The ice that's underneath is very slick. So you're actually kind of ice skating in a sense to the side. Slick on slick. Slick on slick. Who wants to attempt next? Yeah, I bolt out. All right. So give me a dexterity check or acrobatics check. That's an 18. 18 is a success. You uh, manage your way out of the wagon and find good footing and start moving your way to the side. But I do do it a little bit better than him. Right? Sure, yeah. yeah you, okay, cool. you, you make it look much more impressive as you watch him do it and you learn from his uh, from his mistakes. Righteous. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can tell we're going to be friends. 
Who's next? I'll go. All right. Uh, so Zalander. 16. 16 is a success as well. You find your good, some good footing as you're crawling out of the wagon with your short stature. You make it to the side. That leaves you, Scamos. Which one do acrobatic? Uh, if you are proficient in acrobatics, you can use it. What about performance? Mm, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. He does no. a pirouette out. <laughs> he does a triple full. 15. 15 is a success as well. You each get yourself out of the wagon and find proper footing and off to the side. And as you look over to J-Host, you see him with a shovel on top of this like stone platform, and he's like shoveling off the snow from it. And he says, I know, where is it? Where is it? Hurry up, over here, come over here. I'll go to him. All right, you all gather near him and see something large etched in the stone that he's unveiling. If you'd like to try and figure out what he is unveiling, give me an arcana check. I got a 10. 14. I got an eight. 19. 19 is a success. You recognize this large rune as a teleportation circle. Eventually, he gets it unveiled enough to see that it is a large arcane rune in the stone circle. It's about 15 feet in diameter, and he waves the four of you on over and to stand on it. All right, now, y'all get on up here and stand as close to the center, as bunched up as possible. This is going to take you to the top of the mountain. Me first. Shotgun. (laughs) I'm just going to walk up to it. Is anyone delaying? No. No. All right. So the four of you bunch up into the center of this arcane rune. It's been a real pleasure meeting some of you. Good luck with your training. Someone will be waiting for you at the top to get you settled. He begins to chant an incantation, waving his arms. Telfanti folklore. The arcane rune below you lights up. Ponder Helen Gorgiosa. Then the stone below you illuminates as he finishes his incantation. He steps back and waves goodbye to you, and the light overwhelms your vision. Then the light begins to fade. You stand in thick snow, feet buried deep in the snow on the stone platform. But this platform is a different place. The four of you look around and see you have made it to the top of the mountain. The mountain has a flat top and several buildings around it. There is no one to be seen, though. In fact, the place looks deserted. You're now at the top of the highest mountain in the world. Also, it's a, basically a blizzard storm going on right now. It's very cold. I'm going to run to the nearest building for, I guess, some shelter. Okay. You see uh, Slick starting to run? Yeah, absolutely. I follow. I'm going to follow. Okay. As you start to run for the nearest building, you get about 20 feet off the platform, and then you see this lump of snow. Uh, give me perception checks. Seven. Ten. Nineteen. Eight. Zalander, you kind of like take hold of Slick in the back, pulling on his trench coat, and stop him for a second as you see this lump of snow, and you see that it has like this three-foot-wide trail behind it that's kind of sunken, but then it protrudes at the end of it like something was maybe crawling and is now buried in the snow. You're lucky I caught you there. You see that? Oh, yeah. Huh. I guess I'll walk up to it. Okay, you walk up to it. I'm gonna pull my rapier out and just kind of prod at it. Not try to stab it, but just... As you kind of like mess with it, uh, you see this hand jolt out from it. Snow kind of explodes from the lump, and you see this person that's kind of been hidden under the snow, and he kind of yells out and gasping for air and says, It's, it's killed everyone. It's, it's after the orb. Find it. Get it out of here. Get it to Chandelin. It's at the back of the library. Find it before it does. 
use this to get out. And he like holds out his hand. It's closed like in a fist. And then he opens it up and a ring falls to the snow. I'll grab it. And then he goes limp and no longer lives. So just to summarize, in case you didn't catch it, something's after an orb. And uh, it's killed everyone. I shriek in terror. (laughs) This Gabriel Iglesias translucent man is now shrieking. (laughs) All right, you shriek, and it kind of echoes across the mountaintop. And then you hear in the distance. Well, that sounds really good. Uh, Could we maybe move inside a building now? Seems like a safe thing to do. Yeah, whatever that building I was going for, the first time. Okay. Uh, We'll say you were going to the left of the path. So you run up to this building on the left following Slick. The door's closed. Do you want to attempt to go inside? Uh, Yeah. Okay. You go for the doorknob and you turn it and it's very cold metal because it's up in the top of a mountain, but you turn it and it unlocks fine and you run inside. Everybody following him inside? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll kind of pull up the rear and I'll do one of those cool like Ocean Eleven thing where you look around and then you walk back. You just follow everybody. Okay. I just hit my microphone twelve times while saying that. <laughs> Are you gonna close the door behind you? you said? Absolutely. Okay, so you close the door behind you. To describe the building you're in, yeah. uh, you have entered into this hallway. And there are two doors on the left, two doors on the right. The hallway goes all the way to the other end of the building, and there's another door. It basically down the middle long ways of this building. There's just a long hallway. Okay. What this building is, you don't know. I mean, investigate. Okay. Yeah. So you investigate. Uh, do you want to go to a door? I w- I'm trying to get a general sense of what this building is. It'll probably require opening up one of these doors. Okay. Then I <laughs> will do that. I'll do that. Okay. Um, you said there were two doors on our right, two on our left? Two on both sides of the hallway. And then one at the very end of the yeah, hallway. Yeah, which, okay. which goes to the outside. And you can tell because there's like a small little window. That... All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And despite it being midday, the storm has made it very dark outside. Uh, are there like any chests and desks and drawers and stuff? Not in the hallway. It's a very narrow hallway. So if you want to investigate any kind of thing, it's probably going to be in one of the one of the rooms. Okay, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to turn to my left and look at those two doors. Okay, so you want to go to the first one on the left? Possibly, but is there anything that I would pick up by looking at these doors? There are numbers on the doors. Okay. One, two, three, and four. One, two, three, and four. All right. Pick number two. How f- how long is this hallway? 60 feet. 60 feet. Okay, I will dash to the other door and then come back 20 feet and say, report whether or not there's anything on that door. Okay, so you sprint to the other side of the hallway. He does this without notice, so the three of you just see him start running loudly and look at the door, and you look outside the window, I'm guessing, on the other... It's a window, not a door? No, there's a door with a small window on it at the other end of the hallway. Oh, tight. Yeah, I want to look in that window. Okay, so you look outside, look out that window, and it just goes to the outside. Okay. And then you run back 20 feet. What'd you find? There's a window on that door. It's not as exciting as I made it sound. I am so sorry. (laughs) I'm just going to try to open up, like, door three. Yeah, I'll go for door three. Okay, so you pass door one and two and head to door three on the left. You open it up, which is standing basically next to Tug at this point. You see inside that there are four beds, one in each corner of the room. And there's drawers and armoires and chests, but the room's mostly empty. When I say mostly empty, it's empty of people. How basically next to him right now am I? He walked past you five feet and then opened the door. Oh, okay. My my mental diagram is wrong. I had the doors right next to each other. <laughs> like a shitty hotel. Like <laughs> just two doors right next to the room. That's go what I envisioned as well. Uh, that's weird. I mean, we can go with that. Weird choice for this <laughs> monastery. 
<laughs> oh, it used to be a Motel 6. It's... <laughs> oh, I guess this place used to be a hospital. Can I check another door? Yeah, I'm just going to be going through stuff with Mage Hand. Okay, so you're just t- casting Mage Hand and opening things up and looking around. And uh, Scamos, you go to another door. You yeah. went to three. Do you want to go to one, two, or four? One. Okay, so you go to one and you open it up, which is the other door on the left. You didn't get a look into room three, but you see four beds, a bunch of armoires. This apparently seems to be like dormitories. Like if whenever you got settled, this probably would have been one of your rooms. And that's what's behind door number one as well? Yes. Okay. I just closed the door. Okay. Not interested. <laughs> just slowly. <laughs> so while uh, Slick is mage handing things open, Zelander, what are you doing? I guess I'm going to try one of the other doors. Okay. Just so to make sure. Go to two and you open yeah. up two and it's... Seems to be the same, same scene as one that you just saw with uh, Scamos. Hmm. So, Slick, give me a investigation check. 22. You kind of look around with your mage hand, and as you open up a drawer, you just kind of peek inside, and you look inside things here and there. You're finding mostly mundane stuff, but one thing catches your eye as you open up an armoire. Kind of hidden in the back, right? You see a little vial with blue liquid inside. Will my mage hand be able to pick it up? Yeah. I'll do that. All right, so you pick up the vial with your mage hand and kind of float it to you. Can I check it out? Sure. Uh, how do you want to check it out? What do you want to do? Are you trying to find the nature of it? or? Yep. Uh, give me a nature or arcana check. Your choice. Or if you're proficient in alchemy tools, I'll give you that. I'm not. That is going to be <laughs> a seven. You are not sure what this liquid is, does, anything. You assume it's probably a potion, but you don't really know what it does. I'll drop it in my pocket. Okay. So do you guys think they used to do experiments on people here? This is like a weird hospital, right? I'm pretty sure it's just like a dorm. I don't know. I got a bad feeling about this. It just looks like where people sleep. Yeah. Yeah, well, Have you those not... all kind of look the same to me, all right? Have you never seen a bedroom? I've oh my gosh. seen pictures. I've never had one. Is that what you're asking? Oh, no. <laughs> Did I mention I was an orphan? Once or twice. This is the first time I'm hearing it. This is what it felt like, kind of. Being in this weird hospital is the same as like being an orphan. <laughs> I'm just going to keep rummaging through stuff. Okay. Uh, So the only room that hasn't been opened is room four. Yeah, I'll go to it. Okay. So you go to room four and open it up. And as soon as you do, you pull back in fear. You see a bloody scene in front of you. There are three bodies in kind of just a messy circle in the center that have been completely mutilated and destroyed. Blood everywhere. Nothing else is in this room, though, right? Just (laughs) just these bodies. It's a bedroom situation, so there's four beds, drawers, and everything. Are you just gonna ignore it, move forward? Uh, No, I mean, I, I mean, if I can scan around, like that that creature would try to dodge. I guess I meant, do you do you just ignore the bodies and start like rummaging through? No, I'll I'll uh, if I don't see anything else, like this creature we're trying to avoid, I'm gonna look back at the other guys. I guess I'll whisper. Three bodies are in here. Why are you whispering? What did you say? Three bodies. I told you they were doing <laughs> experiments on people in here. All right? What, you think I'm stupid just because I don't have books on my bookshelf at my house where I live? Ah, always happened to tug. <laughs> you just said you were homeless. Yeah, no house, no bookshelf, no books. I'm sorry, am I just rubbing dirt in the wound right now? I again shriek in terror when I see the bodies. <laughs> Scamos walks over, just kind of peeks inside, and then steps back and shrieks. Walks all the way back to where I was standing. I'm just going to stay at the door. Like, I don't want to go any further into the the room. Okay. But I'm still going to be mage-handing things, but just where I'm at. Okay. Can I, like, tell 
what happened to these bodies? Like, uh, if you want to tr- try and figure that out, um, sure. Give me a constitution check first to see if you can handle the gory scene. It's a 14. Okay, we'll say that your dwarven fortitude is kind of stepping in here. I knew I could handle it. And then give me a medicine check. An 11. All right, with an 11, you really can't tell what happened, but it definitely appears that weapons were involved and slashed these bodies up. Okay. Some of the parts of the bodies that were more intact, like the abdomen, is actually kind of smashed. Just because I need to poke one? Okay. Just well, you because, want to poke it with your finger or? Um, the tip of my boot. Okay. So you're just going to kind of toe, it. toe yeah. it? Okay. Just because. Make uh, sure so they're yeah, really You kind of toe at the body at one of them and they, they don't move or anything. Okay. They're really dead. Just to make sure you know. I kind of, I, I would think I would still kind of walk over there or like in there. Okay. And I probably do like a quick, like the prayer for the homeless real quick. Okay. We thank you for the strength you give us. We intercede for those who do not have shelter on their own. Bless them with protection from the elements. Just still talking while other things happen in the room. It's a really long prayer. Okay. Not according to this Google search, but it is a really long. (laughs) Okay. So you you continue praying in the background as Slick, Zalander, Scamos. Is there anything you want to do? Yeah, this is getting weird, guys. Like, I, I really didn't think I was going to see dead bodies when I signed up to be the acolyte at a library. Like, libraries usually don't have dead bodies. So, uh, if if anybody wants to maybe leave, because I don't want, I don't, I, I just don't want to be here anymore. But what if it's worse than another place? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> that's the risk of life. I mean, I just don't want to be here anymore. It can't be the uh, as it can't get any worse than the elements. Bless them to have sufficient. I say we just find this orb and get out of here. Can the orb actually be in this room? Do you even know what size it is? Like, we could probably, like, it, it, it might be, like, this huge globe that uh, you can't get inside. You know, I, I, we don't even know what the orb is. We'd probably find it faster if you were helping. I would, but I'm just not dressed for this. I don't have any gloves. I, you know, I just don't want if, to. If if I was better prepared, maybe I would. But, you know. I'm going to nod and go back to work. place of shelter for those in this cold season. Peaceful warmth. Are you praying for Scamos now? No. I'm, could you just <laughs> give me a second? This is important to my people, okay? Your Homeless people? Homeless people, all right? But is it safer here than anywhere else? Anybody who was going to die, they're not going to come back for a minute, right? I guess so. I mean, I guess y'all are all right, and I just have bad ideas, and I just thought, you know... <laughs> all right, you know what? Let's go find the orb. Let's go let this bl- brand new place that we don't know anything about where a dying man and now several dead what I can only tell are people I don't think I'm in the space for this right now I'm just gonna walk <laughs> back into the lobby it's it's been a long trip I still feel a little queasy from that transporter thing we saw a dead guy outside okay so Scamos he said the orb was in the library so if we wanted to find the orb we would first have to find the library so did anybody see anything coming in that looked like and this is going to sound exactly how it sounds, but like a library at a monastery. Did we get to, like, did, no, we just appeared. So yeah, you just kind of ran to a building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't Appear, really look around. Appeared, zero perception <laughs> checks in a blizzard. If you want to kind of perceive the area, uh, somebody can poke their head outside and look around. Give me a perception check, whoever wants to go for it. Yeah, why not? That means you're going for it, Todd? Yeah, 14. All right. 
So yeah, you go back to the door that you entered on and you kind of crack it open and look outside and kind of peek your head around. So as you're looking around, you see over to your right past two other dormitory buildings, there is a large staircase going up to a temple-like building and out of it comes a shadowy silhouette. In this storm, it is just basically shadow and it is very large and it basically grumbles and pounds the ground as it walks down the stairs and it walks across the area to kind of into the fog of snow and you can't really see anything in the far reaching of this plateau. Okay, so I'm kind of like going to National Lampoon's era close this door very casually behind me. Okay, give me a stealth check as you close that door. That's an 11. An 11? Alright, well, first time for the monster to roll something. So, as the monster silhouette gets kind of close to the statue in the center of the area, it turns its head quickly as you close the door and you look out the small little window and you see it stop and look in your direction. Mm. How close is, we'll say, that third building? The third small dormitory to your left? It's about 40 foot wide building, so 10 between each, so 60 feet away. Are you reacting to this monster thing? I'm, I, I'm assuming I'm not because I don't know if I've seen it. Yeah, it's you haven't a, seen it okay. unless you give me a perception check and try and like wiggle your way near Tug to also be looking out the door with him. Are there any windows in the room for me to look out of? If you want to like be in a bedroom, there were windows in the bedrooms. Yeah, what about that, that room? Okay, uh, so we'll say like while he was looking out the door, you uh, go to a window in room two to like look around as well. It's going to be a little bit more of difficulty of a check because of like the fog on the window on the glass. Give me a perception at disadvantage. Looking at an eight. An eight on your perception? Yeah. Trying to wipe away the fog on the window, but it's also on the outside, so you yep. just can't see anything. You said it's 60 feet away? The monster? Yeah. I didn't say the distance. The third building that he was asking about was 60 feet away. Oh, okay. Uh, the monster is roughly 100 feet away. When you say it came out of the building... It came out of a grand staircase temple-like building on the opposite side of where you're at. Did it have to come out of a door? Yes, and the... Would I have seen that on a 14? <laughs> The door? Yeah. The door's open at this point. Okay. And you can see that the door's open. How far is that door from me? Longer than the monster. It's about 120 feet away from Oh, it's even further. Okay. Well, the beginning of the staircase is about 80 feet away. All right. Well, then, I am just going to slink away from the door. How would you describe the form of this shadow monster? It's very gorilla-like. Gorilla-like. Okay. But like a really big gorilla. I'm just going to, while the door is closed, say, everybody, shut What did you see? This is obviously not the time for that. But I want to see. Please do not look. Will you hold me up to the door? I would really prefer to not have to do that. (laughs) Please listen to me. (laughs) There is a giant thing. Do not look out the window. Do not. I can't without help. Scamos, can you lift me up? Well, yeah, I can. (laughs) And then I bend over and you you can jump on my back and... (laughs) Are you naked as well? I am not. Sorry, I thought you were making a three doors down joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, he slides down the front of my bed. And there's no way for me to physically oppose that. I mean, if she wants to move you out of the way, I will probably end up making some checks happen. I want to move them away. Okay, so you want to try and move them 
All right, first. I, so, Lander, are you going to try and get to the window? Yeah, I want to kind of be, like, jumping up, trying to see on my own, okay, but, so, but I can't. So, currently, Tug is standing in front of the door. So, we're going to have a five-foot hallway. I am roughly two and a half times your size. How are, how are you going to try and get him out of the way, or how are you going to stop her from trying to get there? <laughs> okay, so I would do that Home Alone thing where you close the door, and you put your hands on either side of the door, and you slunch down. Okay. All right? And so, she would, I would imagine, be something around my face height if she was walking up to me and i'm squatting pretty close to my butt being on the ground what does that mean you want to do if that's the case then i want to try to climb him okay okay instead uh, <laughs> how, how far away from me are you she's you walking towards you I'm walking. you're walking towards yeah. me i am putting my leg out <laughs> you do not want to go out this door do not look at the window if anything sees you in that window, which something fucking apparently will, you do not want to be looking out that window because you will have a death mark. You'll have death mark on you. Still want to go for it? I still want to go for okay, it. Okay, so give me an athletics <laughs> check. That is a nat. Oh, okay. I... And, then, and then I need an acrobatics check from you, Zalander, or athletics, whichever one you choose. It's a seven. <laughs> All right, so Tug, you successfully hold Zalander back. Are you making this a scene, Zalander? I kind of want to just be like struggling really hard to get past his leg. As some thumps happen on the door. We're taking a hard move on a nat 20. <laughs> so you did the nat 20, and she's still struggling against yes, you, make, making some noise on that door. <laughs> all right. Give me perception checks, all four of you. I got a nine. 19. I got an eight. Five. All right. Scamos, Tug, and Zalander, you're all three in the hallway. Scamos, you're kind of off in the distance, away from this, these two near the door. But Slick, you were near the window, and you were trying to get a scene, like a view outside. And then you hear, and it's getting louder and closer. And as you're looking out the window, it just shows up right on the other side. Do you want to try and hide in that situation? Um, For the record, it's literally on the other side of yeah. the window. It's what he would perceive as face. It's yes. right there. Oh, okay, fun. So, so fun. it can clearly see me. If you don't try to react in some way of hiding. Was there anything for me to see when I was looking out before I saw him? Do you want to like which which direction, which side of 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 the next building or anything? So we'll say you were in room two, so you were looking at the next building in the row. Basically, I'm trying to see if I can uh, use like thaumaturgy and make uh, some flames outside the anything along those lines. Uh, you can make like some windows roll, some doors open. Uh, what's the distance on that? Uh, Thirty foot. You could do, you could mess with the other building that's on the other side of him. So there's basically you, the window, him right there next to it. And then a building behind him that's basically in a row. It's like in an arc of buildings. You can reach the other building in a sense. I don't know the specifics of thaumaturgy, but I'll, I'll make it. Ha I'll let it happen. Can I do ominous whispers from the next building? So just like a... Yeah. Sure. Give me a spell check. This doesn't necessarily require a spell check, but basically it's your proficiency modifier plus your bards or charisma modifier. 19. Hell yeah. He fails and he turns his attention to the to the other building and instead of like calmly doing anything, he just rampages into the wall and the monster just tears a wall off and starts barreling through the rooms. Would we have heard that maybe? Yeah, you're hearing it now. Okay. Uh, you're hearing the destruction of the other building. Do you fucking hear what I'm fucking talking about when I when you just fucking listen to me? As it like runs away from you though, Slick, I'd like for you to give me a perception check with disadvantage because of the window. 18. So even though it starts to run away and you got a good look at it right when it was very close to the window, it has a face that's made of metal and eyes that glow a deep dark red. 
And as it turned away, you saw bodies along the whole of the back of it. And they're like impaled with swords and spears and like they're like holding bodies onto them. But something specifically though shows up and I need to know if you know this. Give me a history check. 14. You actually do know this because it's very well known across the world. Some of the bodies that are on this monster that are impaled are Crimson Command guards and their bodies are heavily decayed. I'd also like to take this time to uh, formally issue you an apology, Tug. I learned my lesson. <laughs> Fucking told you. I would assume that now would be the chance to get out of this room that's right next to him. Yeah, but where are we going to go that he's not going to see us? Get up and I will open that door and I'm going to dash as hard as I can. And if I have to do, like, blow a key point, I will to get to that next building. The next building being a dormitory or the next the building temple? being the one that's the temple building that he came out of? Yeah. Okay. My first thought is he was already there. He's not going back. So I just pull All right. as fast as I can. Going for that grand staircase. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm going to try to head if I can see him Sure. take off. And I follow. Okay. Right. So the four of you run into the blizzarding snow, and you look back just briefly and see the building that he ran into collapsing on itself a little bit. And you just keep running, and you get to the staircase. It's about 80 stairs going up to a pretty high temple that's kind of elevated, but it's a little snowy and icy. I'm going to need acrobatics checks as you run up these stairs. Six. 18. 17. Seven. All right, so we have two successes and two failures. We'll say that the two successes, I will give both of you a dexterity save to help your fellow companions. That's a nat 20, baby. We'll say that you just saved Scamos. That is an eight. All right, so you go to grab onto Zelander as she's sliding down the stairs, and you just miss completely. Zelander, you basically tumble all the way down from like halfway up the stairs so far and hit the snow and the rest of you look, stop and look. And then the building kind of settles that was collapsing. And the monster kind of stands from the rubble in the center of the collapsed building and starts to look around. I just uh, frown and (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, uh, well, Zoolander, it was like, good good to know you, like, that sucks. Is he looking our way? He hasn't noticed you yet. Basically, it's a T-Rex moment where y'all are all standing still and waiting for an action to happen. Am I, like, laying down or did I stand up? Can I just, like... You, you're prone in the snow. Okay, I want to, like, shovel snow. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to start burying yourself in the snow? All right, give me a stealth check. Six. <laughs> so, you, you know, you start to bury yourself in snow and you think you've done a great job and you stop and you just sit still. And the three of you are at the Hold like, on. halfway <laughs> up the staircase. What are you all three doing? I'm still running up the stairs. Oh, you're gonna you're not gonna stop? You're just no. gonna keep running? Yeah. He said his good bots already. Are you doing it stealthily? Do I do I roll for that? I mean if you want to like not be seen by the oh, monster. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. So yeah, give me a stealth check then as you continue running up the stairs after like so basically Tug saved you from sliding and he stands you up and then yeah. you just start running and then Tug's like, oh god. <laughs> Eight. Eight on the stealth check. All right. Did uh, Tug just stop or is he turning around? Like, what's he I doing? haven't done anything. I would say I'm still in the moment where I have picked up Scamus or like helped him up. So I haven't continued to run. I'm just still kind of in that moment yeah, the, because it would have all happened at the same time. Yeah, well, we're saying that all this is kind of happening at the same time. So the two of you, uh, Slick and Tug, are standing halfway up the staircase. 
Scamos just started running up the stairs after being saved. Zelander fell down the entire staircase. So, Slick, let me know what you're doing as well. I think I would uh, be trying to decide if I'm going to go back to get her or if I'm just going to... So you're kind of frozen in the moment? Yeah. Okay. Describe this stair step to me. Okay. It's so it's, steps with long sides that drop down at the end, or it's like a fountain? So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty grand staircase that's well-constructed off the top, off this mountain. So if you were to go off the side of the staircase, okay. halfway up the staircase, we'll say, is a 20-foot drop. Right. So you've gone up 40 stairs. So Landers at the bottom. You and Slick are in the open, wide open, on, this, on the middle of the staircase. And Scamos haven't gotten to that part yet, but Scamos has unsuccessfully stealth, probably continued running up the stairs. I'm going to jump. You're going to jump off? I'm going to jump off and crouch. And I think that should put me... Does that so you jump logically o- put me in out of line of sight for whatever's in that building? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Slick, you see Tug start to move to the side and jump off? I'm going to do a belly flop in some snow. Following him on that side of the staircase? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. So the two of you jump. Give me a, uh acrobatics check, both of you. It's a 17. 16. Y'all both succeeded. What that success means is because of the two foot of soft snow, you're only going to take 10 feet of damage instead of 20 feet. Uh, So Slick, you will take two falling damage. And Tug, you will take four. Scamos, who is stealthing up the stairs still, I'm going to roll a perception check for the monster, which also will include the stealth on... Zelander, and if you can, you remind me what your stealth check was, Zelander. <laughs> Six. Six. Okay. So he looks around. I'm gonna give him disadvantage, which didn't help. He looks around and sees motion over here near the staircase. You can tell that he sees something and he's interested. But then you see a person come out of another building and look around scared and he wasn't being stealthy and then he just goes back inside and the door he slams the door behind him and the monster chases that person oh thank god and that monster is now rampaging towards the building further away from you and burst inside of it everybody inside (laughs) as quietly as i can all right so as you hear the destruction of another building happening you make your way up the staircase into this temple-like building And as you walk inside, it's a little warmer in here. Hey, companions. Gonna make this real quick. This episode is way too long in my opinion, but because it's the prequel and we're coming out of a two-month hiatus, I felt you all deserved a good lengthy episode. I considered splitting this in two, but I really think it wouldn't have had the same effect for the start of the act. So there you go. If you're new here and checking us out for the first time for this one shot, these characters are not our normal players. They are guests and local friends of mine, and I cannot thank them enough for doing this. They were very nervous, but I think you can tell at this point they found a good rhythm and synergy at the table. They are very new to D&D, so this should tell you that if you are interested in playing, you can do it too. We've had a lot of growth over the last year. Despite not releasing an episode for the last two months, we have seen consistent downloads, and that has me so excited. But you know what? So many people are listening, and that ratio of Apple podcast reviews is low. If you haven't yet, would really appreciate you dropping that Apple Podcast review. Our Patreon had a little bit of restructuring, so go check that out. We've had a nice increase there, and I still haven't figured out a feasible second goal as we have maintained that first one, but believe me, I am still trying to figure that out. This podcast feed takes a lot of work, so the support you give us on Patreon really means you believe in this podcast, and I can't tell you thank you enough. Make sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Trying to be better about all that, but also you need to join our Discord. 
If you are this far in the podcast, I'm sure you would love to go theorycraft and talk orbs with some of the other companions. I personally am very active. The players pop in every once in a while too. And also, it's a good way for me to get to know you companions. But I think that's all I got for you for now. I hope y'all are enjoying the start of Act 4, A Break in Time. I've been very anxious to get to this part of the campaign, ever since we started it in 2016. But let's go ahead and get back to this long episode. Oh wait, also, I told the players not to listen to this episode if they have the willpower. I don't know if they'll do it and keep it secret or do it and admit it, but I hope they don't. So don't go tagging the players on things about this episode. I told them I would tell them when it was safe for them to listen. Hint, hint. Bye. So you enter this building, this very large building. It had a set of double doors and one of them was wide open. And as you look inside, there are some torches that kind of light the area a little bit. And it is a chapel. There's about 10 pews on the left and 10 pews on the right. And up towards the front, there is a tomb of some dead person. And the altar kind of raises about eight steps and there's a parapet and stuff like that. Is a parapet the right word? That's probably not the right word. Pulpit. Pulpit. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you. I mean, I guess the fact that it's not the library we're looking for, I'm going to start looking for alternate exits. Okay. So alternate exits from the temple? Yes. All right. Give me an investigation check. That's going to be an eight. Okay. With an eight, uh, you do find a single door other than the door that you're at right now. And it's a small wooden door at the back of the temple. And you go up to it and you open it up and you look inside and it seems to be just like some chambers. Uh, not like a bedroom chamber, but like a preparatory chamber, I guess you could say. So I would imagine when we come in, I'm going to make sure that door stays open. And I'm going to, once again, National Lampoon style against the other door <laughs> and just stand in the cold of the thing as we perceive that this is some sort of chapel. And then I'm going to try to cut my glance out the door to see what all I can see from there. Okay. Uh, give me a perception check as you're looking down onto the uh, area. <laughs> That's a dirty seven. All right. So you uh, look around, and with this blizzard going on, you really just can't see. See a lot of snow. Yeah. See a lot of snow out there. See a lot of snow, a lot of fog. And just look around, see if I can steal anything. Okay. You want to get near the altar then, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. You want to go up to the pulpit and look behind it? Yeah. Uh, give me a, uh investigation check. 11. Good enough to find at least one thing. You find a small red vial. Ooh, I pick it up. You want to give me an arcana check or alchemy? Are you proficient in alchemy tools? No, arcana though. Okay. Seven. With your basic knowledge, you don't really know exactly what this potion is, but usually red means it's a health potion. It's a healing potion. You don't know what kind of healing potion though. Well, I, I want to keep it then. Okay. In my little pocket. All right. We'll say that everyone's kind of scared and not really paying attention. Does anyone want to try and see that he grabbed this? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll see if I can look. Okay. Uh, give me a perception check at disadvantage. And then Scamos, give me a stealth check if you're trying to be sneaky about finding this potion. That's a nine for me. Or actually sleight of hand. I'm sorry. It might not change much, but. 21. Yeah, you don't see him grab this potion. And then I grin, evilishly. <laughs> like the Grinch in the middle of the movie. So the four of you kind of gather back at the doorway after finding nothing, really, with your investigations that do investigate. The two of you kind of hug, uh, <laughs> hovering near the front doors. You don't find an exit uh, other than the front doors. I was about to ask that. We are in front door world. All right, no, let me let me um, poke my head out and see if I can you still wanna... see if he's causing uh, damage. Okay, to so you want to kind of get a lay of the land as well? from? Mm -hmm. Okay, so give me a perception check, Slick. Crit miss. 
All right. You've been in this warm temple for a little longer because you went and kind of went to the back and you felt the warmth and then you got your head like near the door and that cold breeze just hit you like, ah. ah. When we were running in, he was pretty distracted with that building. Yes. Would enough time have passed for us to cross-examine that versus the empty building? Trying to trying to gauge time. Uh, that's usually a survival check. Let's give him okay, a survival sure. check. That's a good one. That's a 19. All right. You think that he might be done destroying that building. Be done destroying? If it's the same amount of time. Okay, cool. Hey, could we maybe like gather up? What do we know? What do we need? Anybody? One thing, I saw some Crimson Command bodies on the back of that thing. So oh, shit. We definitely don't want to go face to face with this thing. Oh yeah, I've never looked directly into the eyes of something that did not actually have like a face. Like You know what I mean? I've only ever really seen like humanoid-ish type things. I've never seen anything like this. Scammers, what do you think? I uh, I don't even know what a Crimson Crusader is, <laughs> or whatever you just said. Crimson Command. Oh, Command, of course. They're like a military. Interesting. Yeah. I say we get out of this place. Let's let's find another place to go. Now listen, I could give a shit less about that dying man that we met that gave us the ring. All right. But it seems like people are suffering here at the hands of this thing that's looking for something that we should probably try to get out of here. If you don't feel like that's your thing. I'm not going to hold you to it. I've been kind of alone most of my life. I don't know if I remember. Do you guys remember I told you I'm an orphan and I'm homeless? Uh, but mostly been doing this by myself the whole time. I'll sneak around and do it. But, you know, a little support would probably be nice. But uh, if I have to get get out of here and do it by myself, I'll, I'll at least give it a the old never went to college try. I'm going to do my best to find that orb. I think that's the least we can do. Yeah, Sure. Can I look to our right to see if we can see if that building's okay, easily yeah. accessible? You want to give me a perception check out the door? 16. All right, yeah. From the top of the staircase, looking out the door, the, the wind kind of clears up just briefly enough for you to get a good look at all the buildings in the area. And I'll just let you hold on to the map at this point since you got a good look at it. And you can see that there's this like pavilion type thing right next to the temple to your right. And then there is a, another larger building right after that. And then there is a pretty large building on the other end that kind of like holds off the mountain a little bit. It's kind of built into the side of the mountain. Can I see how far that big building is built into the mountain? Sure. Like the, the one that's on the far end. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably, it's probably about 130 to 50 feet away. And I can see the monster in the building right here. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, the monster's in the building directly to the left of that building, okay, of the cool. bigger building. Yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna try to dash to... Uh, you want to talk to them before you start dashing, or you just want to start dashing? Uh, start dashing, yeah. Okay. I'm like, see, see you guys. I'm in it for myself. You know, I'm going to try to save myself. <laughs> <laughs> so Skamos looks to the three of you, <laughs> says that, and just starts running down the stairs. <laughs> No, I gotta, I gotta say I respect his honesty. I respect how honest he is. <laughs> do you follow him or? Um, I do want to see where he's running to. Yes. I want to cast disguise self on myself. Okay. I want to. Uh, I want to make myself a fit shorter, and I want to be whited out in like crimson command, like their snow gear. Okay. Like, I want to look like that. So you just want to be wearing a bunch of white in snow, right? Yeah. I'm looking at a white. Area. I understand. Okay. You're trying to look as white as possible, like a white ghillie suit, <laughs> like a like a snow ghillie suit. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
And then and, what are you doing with that? And then I would like to carefully and quickly follow him as best as I can. Okay, so are you following him pretty much as soon as he leaves? Or you're, he leaves, you're casting the spell immediately? I, I would imagine that I would have, by the time he was at the foot of the stairs, I would have been making my way. So he touches the snow, you're yeah. casting Disguise Self. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Because he didn't really announce himself, right? Correct. He was just like, I'm out of here. Yes. See y'all. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he touches the snow, you cast Disguise Self. Yeah. Scamos, are you being sneaky at this point? Are you scared? Yes. Okay. Give me a stealth check as you get this distance. I'm very nimble <laughs> as a performer. 14. 14. Okay. So you see the monster still kind of rummaging through the debris of the building he just destroyed. He does not notice you. Where are you going? Going to the big building. Okay. So you get to the big building. And he disappears inside of it. Am I still clocking him while this is happening? You see him kind of disappear into the fog, and then like the fog kind of covers up a little bit. You don't see him. And then you it kind of clears again, just in time to see him go inside of the big building. Okay. And then the fog kind of covers up again where you can't see even the big building. All right, heard. So he did not go to the teleporter. So where he said, right. like, I'm going to take care of myself, he didn't go to right. the teleporter. Can I discern if the back of these butt up to the cliff or at the uh, top of the mountain. There's a little bit of a gap between each building in the mountain. Jaboy is behind the buildings as much as he can be. Okay. So it's a 40-foot drop from the top of the stairs. Are you going down the stairs and then to the side, or are you going to jump off again? No, no, I think I would. It's far enough away that I would feel more comfortable just Not kind jumping. of. Just kind of, and I'm in the white, so I think I would be like, if anything happens, I can. So you're going down the stairs. Freeze, yeah. Okay. Uh, so while you start going down the stairs, are you announcing yourself and what you're doing? I think it's pretty clear what I'm doing. <laughs> so no, I think. <laughs> okay. So I think he runs out and I like, and I just kind of slink out. Okay. So Slick and Zalander, you two, I'll set the scene for you. First up, Scamos announces that he's taking care of himself and runs down the stairs. You all kind of stand in shock for a moment. As he gets to the snow, you see Tug just do some sort of magical spell to himself to where he is now wearing all white clothes. He's turned to skin white, his hair's white, everything's white about him. And then he starts going down the stairs, assuming y'all know what he's doing. What are you two of you doing now? I'm just gonna, I guess, hunch down and try to like sneak out and to the back of this, uh, you said that was pavilion. So are you going down the stairs? Yes. Okay. I'm also going to do that. So are y'all communicating or are y'all just making moves? No, I'm gonna look at him and be like, you're, you're gonna go too? I I'm going with you. I'm just gonna nod and point to the out. I'm gonna hold on to your coat because I don't want to get lost. That's, that's I'm a little small. That's fine. Or fucking fall again. <laughs> so you make your way to the bottom of the stairs and you hug to the right side and you head to this pavilion. There is a little description about this pavilion that I want to give you, but first we're going to step over to Scamos, <laughs> who has entered the library. Yeah, yeah. So Scamos, as you enter the library, from the outside, the building is pretty big, but on the inside, it's fucking enormous. It's quiet other than the crackle of fire from torches and crude chandeliers hanging from the ceiling. And you were pretty sure you'd be able to see the walls on the left and the right side, and you can. In the torchlight, you can see the walls on the left and right. But the far wall, you can't see it. The bookshelves just go deep into the shadows of this library. There's a pretty large circular desk towards the front door as you start making your way, kind of looking around. And as you get to the side of the circular desk, there's a small little entrance. On the ground, there's a, there's a blood trail, either going into the desk or away from the desk. You can't really tell. 
Uh, can I go investigate? Sure. You want to investigate the blood trail? Yeah. Okay. So you walk closer, and you look into the desk first to see if it's something going in. And it was. You see the top half of a human person that crawled behind the desk with their hands and arms. Their bottom half of their body is completely missing. And they are dead. I shriek. Man knows what he'd do. <laughs> Did you close the door behind you as you entered the library? No, I, I don't think I would have done that. No. Okay. The three of you, as you are now at the bottom of the staircase, terrified, hoping this monster doesn't see you, you see the monster inside the building where you last saw it, and it's just kind of rummaging through the debris. And then you hear Scamos's familiar shriek, and the monster jolts and looks in the direction of the shriek. <laughs> it doesn't move, and then slowly starts to lumber towards where Scamos went. The three of you, though, just so you know where you're at, the structure that you're near is actually just kind of an open pavilion. There's about 20 picnic tables, and the snow does not appear to gather in this area. There's actually greenery kind of growing along the, uh, the rafters of this pavilion. You can feel a warmth emitting from this open pavilion. There's a cauldron that is cooking, or was cooking. There's smoldering coals underneath it. And you kind of smell a nice like beef stew or something coming from it. But there are several bodies all over the picnic tables that have been <laughs> murdered. Tug wants to stay as out of that pavilion as possible while walking behind it to maintain his cool, super cool Assassin's okay. Creed camo. Uh, the two of them are following behind you. Cool. Are, are, are y'all following yeah. directly behind yeah. him? Uh, so give me... Oh, great. Like a sore guy, dang <laughs> thumb. I'm like an Oreo sandwich right now. I got two people drink wearing well, it's, all black. It's, it's cream and then two cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, my roommate from college? What are you doing? So the two of you give me stealth checks with disadvantage and tug give me a stealth check normal or no with advantage because you cast disguise self eight also an eight 16 all right the monster does not even give any of you a look even though y'all are pretty obvious and still is moving towards that shriek cool 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 cool. so he doesn't the monster does not appear to see you at all so do y'all want to like eat some of this soup or do you think what, what do you think is more important, the soup? Or our survival? Or just the, the poor screaming man who's now definitely going to die. What well, do you guys want to do? <laughs> that was on him. That, yeah, yeah that any on one him. of us could have left at any time. He we, was going to leave me for dead when I fell down the stairs. I mean, I it's wasn't, wasn't going to throw myself on you or anything. <laughs> you at least attempted to help. <laughs> I hid. I don't know what you saw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I read into the situation a little bit. I was going to try to help. I, That's fine. I mean, no? I like... You we don't have to make shouldn't. me feel better. It's well, let's, well, maybe let's get coffee after this. We don't have to do this now. <laughs> and I continue to move my way. Ugh. Are you trying to make your way to where Scamos or where? Yeah, where Scamos is? Not exactly. I what? What do I kind of see around me now? Uh, give me another perception check. Nine. The winter winds are just not your friend. You're having a very difficult time in this environment. I'm just gonna continue to walk as close to the edge of this shit as okay. I can until I make it to cover whatever that looks like. You're at this pavilion and the building directly next to it, not being the building that Scamos went to, you can yeah. generally see that there's some sort of building there. Then 
I will cover myself into whatever facade that presents. Okay, so you just want to kind of get to that building and Mm -hmm. hug the wall? Yeah, and it's all this Scooby-Doo shit with the scaling down the wall. Okay. Are the two of you following him closely like that? Uh, Not super close to like we're like on his ass, but I'm definitely following in the direction. Maybe I might be like 10 feet behind him. Okay. Tug, you get to the wall, you hug close to it, you kind of move yourself to the corner, kind of peeking around. And the two of you kind of gather at the wall with him, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the three of you are now there. Let's go back to Scamos briefly. Scamos, you shriek. He kind of goes quiet there for a second. And then you look around kind of terrified, hoping not to see another body because you don't want to shriek again. And then your eyes kind of go to the door that you left open to the library. And you see the silhouette of the monster approach the doors. And these doors are much bigger than the, nor- the doors to these other buildings. It could fit inside. So I um, do one of those like gasps um, and stop myself from streaking. And I start heading for the door to, to try to close it. He's right outside the door. Oh. You see the dark silhouette, like, right outside the oh, door. Oh, okay. And and then I'll look the other direction at the end of the, the library, and I don't, I don't see anything. The lights of torches just kind of fade into the distance as you can't see the back wall. And then... But uh, you are saying it's a well-lit. As well-lit as torches could give. It's not, like, fluorescent warehouse. Right, right. Uh, but it's, it's still shadowy and dark with just kind of torches randomly in places. Is there anything I can climb on top of? Bookshelves? Yes. I start to climb on top of the bookshelves. Stealthily? Stealthfully. Okay, so you make your way to... Stealthfully? Stealthfully, I think is the word. But you make your way to a close bookshelf and you start to climb. Uh, This is going to be a weird check. Give me a stealth check first. 17. All right, now give me an acrobatics check. 21. So 17 and 21, that's going to put us right there on the 19 in the middle. And he's going to perceive that. And he, does, you, he doesn't seem to react to any of your movements. Uh, he seems to be kind of investigating the shriek more than what you're doing right now. And you make it to the top of a bookshelf. Can I hide myself up there? You just want to go prone up there and yeah. just like kind of blend into the shadows? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do another stealth check there. Stealth check for that then. 16. Okay. So are you going to wait here until you feel like it's safe yeah okay so you're just kind of watching the to front see what door he, from the bookshelf yeah what he does okay so then we'll go back to the three of you so you see the monster now the three of you are hugging a building that you haven't investigated at all near the pavilion that you came close to and as you peek around the corner tug the two of you not peeking around the corner because you're behind him tug you see the monster in front of a large building in front of the two double doors that are very large. One of the double doors is pushed open. And you believe this is where Scamos went. And the monster appears to be investigating the area because of the shriek you also heard. It does not appear that Scamos has been caught yet because the monster doesn't appear to be investigating a body, but more of a scene. How far would you say I see this wall kind of behind me to my left, heading off the back of the mountain. 40 feet or so. Okay. Would I perceive any windows? The monster's probably 50 feet away from you. Windows on this building that you're hugging? Mm -hmm. Yes, there are windows. Okay. We'll say they're like eight feet off the ground, though. The building's a little elevated. Okay. How tall is that tower? Would I estimate? Can I see the tower from where I'm standing? The statue in the center? Yeah, how tall is it? 
Um, it's pretty tall. We'll say it's about 60 feet high. 60 feet? There's a statue of a person at the top of it. Can't really see the face of the person from the angle you're on. Would you say that the statue is covered in snow? The parts that would catch snow, yes, are covered in snow. You said it's, oh no, because it's probably, how far away from it is me? Is me? How, hey man, <laughs> uh, hey, how far away from me is it? Uh, 60 feet, probably. 60 feet, so that's like insurmountable. Okay, I'm going to try to investigate one of these uh, in the most like the Christmas story sort of way, but like jumping and trying to see if I can see what's in this building. Okay, I mean, you could grab a windowsill and like kind of pull up yourself and try and look inside. <laughs> He's not strong, my guy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's going to probably be better than jumping. Yeah. Um, well, he's a hell of an acrobat. That's the only and an acrobatic an acrobatic check could come in handy okay. right there. Well, then let me. I wanna I wanna see if I can kind of perceive anything inside of this building. Okay, give me I'm, an acrobatics check. Let me make sure there's nothing I wanna do. You also do have two people next that. to you that could maybe hold you up there. Oh yeah, hey. Uh, it's team game, you know. I was like, <laughs> okay. a little yeah, right. Hold his foot. Yeah. Boost. So uh, I'll be like, hey, Zelander, will you get on my shoulders? I've been waiting all day for you to ask that. <laughs> I would prefer that. This is neither the time nor the place, uh, but I am interested, and I would <laughs> love to talk to you about that after maybe we don't get let's murdered fo- let's, by a shadow master. Let's focus so here. Okay, okay. Oh, uh, right. So you get on my shoulders, and then uh, you should be able to see into w- one of these windows, I, uh, I would imagine. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so would that be her instead of me, or am I doing a strength uh, check? Both of you give me acrobatics. Acrobatics? It's a 17. It's a one. All right. Uh, <laughs> hmm. So you are holding steady, Tug, and Zalander climbs onto your shoulders, and then you stand up probably a little too fast for her, and she wasn't really balanced yet, and she falls back into the snow. And give me a, a wisdom save. God. Seven. Yeah, you yell as you fall back and head <laughs> into the snow. I figured. Um, Scamus. You're watching from the top of the shelf. You hear a yell outside, and then you see the monster turn towards the yell and start to lumber that direction. You're in the clear. Yes. The three of you are not. Do I see this? Uh, Slick, we'll say you were kind of standing guard while they were trying to do this acrobatic move. And you see the lumbering monster that was kind of investigating that door turn towards y'all as you hear Zelander behind you shriek and fall into the snow. And then it starts to not lumber slowly, but um, run towards you. Okay. And how close? I is... actually need oh, God. initiatives. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it's up to you, Scamus. <laughs> First up is the collector, Slick. You're watching this monster. Zelander falls off the shoulders of Tug into the snow head first, and you turn and look at Zelander, and you turn and look back to the monster. And in that short instance of a glimpse at what happened with Zelander, the monster was already halfway to you, sprinting at you, snow being kicked up. Is the fog of war in the situation as it's running towards you has completely blinded you. And then it comes out of the snow flurry and stops right in front of you. It rears back its huge robotic metal hand ready to slam you. And then it's now your turn, Slick. Now that he is in my face, 
do I have time negated to look at him? As you look at this gorilla-like construct, and it has bodies impaled all over it, it looks like it just walks around and gathers the people that it's killed and puts them on its back as it's collecting corpses. That's so creepy. Okay. And it's currently rearing back what looks like maybe a 200-pound arm and is getting ready to slam you into the ground. I'm going to haul ass to the statue. To the statue, okay. I'll use my movement and a dash. All right, you dash away from the monster and head towards the statue hiding behind it. I'm actually gonna give the monster a perception check here to see if they notice, if the monster notices Tug and Zalander and instead of focuses his eyes on you does not have a very high intelligence. So I'm going to give him a disadvantage on that to stay focused on you, and which he does. Uh, The monster has completely focused all of its intent on you. After Slick is Scamos, you're currently hiding on top of a bookshelf, Scamos. You look around, and you saw the monster in the doorway. You heard Zolander's voice in the distant scream, and then the monster ran in that direction not lumbered, but sprinted away. You saw snow kick up as this large monster just threw the snow behind it and started running in that direction. So they are currently in danger. I'm uh, going the opposite way to the end of the library. Okay, so are you climbing down the bookshelf or are you going to try and hop from bookshelf to bookshelf? Bookshelf to bookshelf. Okay, give me an acrobatics check. Eight. So you make one jump and you kind of catch the edge of it and fall to the ground. Bookshelves are pretty tall. Damn it. You do take a D6 of falling damage, which will be one HP. After Scamos, we are on to Tug. Well, I'm going to, I'm gonna help up Zalander. Okay. I'm gonna say that takes a path your movement speed then. That's fine. Hey, could we just like maybe calm down the next time? Do you see what's happening? Because I'm still trying to like keep that like bedroom voice a little bit because she just kind of expressed interest <laughs> in me. <laughs> and I'm just gonna be like, now it's not the time. Now is the time where I'm going to Unseen Servant, 60 feet down the side of the pavilion, because it's an invisible servant, so it has to actually make a scene in the snow. What is your end goal with the Unseen Servant? I wanted to throw a fucking snowball at this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It would take your action and your bonus action to make the snowball. Oh, right, because, yeah, that's like a whole object interaction. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I definitely want to do that. I want it to be I want it to be 60 feet in the middle of us to making a triangle kind of. So like over here kind of. Yeah, and then that thing's going to throw a snowball on its turn. On very, its next turn. Very hopefully 60 feet. <laughs> That's a stretch. It's fine. It's fun time. It's a fun game. It's a fun <laughs> game for fun people. <laughs> very hopefully going to throw 60 feet. That's only 30 yards. It's not like a Herculean throw. I have 15 feet of movement, you said? Yes. Okay. And then I'm going to hug and scoot my pretty ass are down you, the back of that wall. Are you sure? Oh, you're right. No, I'm going to stay right there. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll stay right there. I'm in all white. It's fine. He's not even looking at me. Okay. Zolander, it is now your turn. Okay. Were there any doors that I saw on this building that I'm beside? The door is in front. So it's only It's next to the monster. (laughs) There's windows. We already tried that once. No, I tried that once. (laughs) (laughs) You gave it the worst try possible. Uh, There is gap behind the building. I'm going to do my best to sneak around the back and hide. All right. I'm going to need a stealth check, though, if you're trying to hide. Yeah, I'm going to try and hide. Dave, when you say Zalander, Mm -hmm. 
That sounds like Borat saying Zoolander. <laughs> Zoolander. <laughs> oh, yes, this is Zoolander. <laughs> I love the movie. It was a 13. What did you, what? This seems impossible. Whatever this, uh, yeah, whatever this shitty grin is. <laughs> uh, as you run away, you feel like you're in the clear. But Tug, as you're standing there and she bolts away, mm-hmm. she kicks up some snow and kind of yelps in her run. And the monster looks directly at you. Mm. I'm just the worst person. As she was standing directly next to you, uh, the monster turns to look at what noise that was and sees you. <laughs> Yo, I tried. I, tr- I tried to get this thing's attention, but you guys were just dead set on keeping it. How how in the fuck, Thea? I don't know. Twice. I don't. Have you fucked me? I don't. Specifically. <laughs> it's how? not intentional. <laughs> the monster has now got to decide if he wants to chase Slick, who he can possibly see, or turn on Tug completely. And I'm going to leave it up chance. I'm going to let y'all see it. Odd is Slick, even is Tug. What is it? It's a seven. It's a four on a D6. Oh, was it? All right, then it's me. <laughs> Even Steven, baby. He's getting hit. Uh, <laughs> the monster runs up to you, Tug, rearing its metal arms back, ready to attack. The attack comes for a 26. That, believe it or not, it's going to hit. Second one misses. 19 damage? I'm up. Uh, that takes me down to six, but I'm up. Okay. Uh, so the second attack misses. You get slammed by this metal arm. Totally fine. I'm totally fine, everyone. And after the collector attacks Tug. Do you just call it the collector? I'm calling it the collector. Cool. I like that. That's really fun. And fucking horrifying. Wait, no, that's scary. That's a scary name. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> after the collector, we are on to Slick. You now see that the monster is attacking Tug. You don't see Zalander in the area. I'm going to haul ass the library. Another run and dash, I'd imagine that would use all that. All right, so after Slick runs towards the library, you don't make it all the way there. You're 15 feet from the door. After Slick, we are on to Skimos. You're currently prone in the library. Are you still going to just start dashing towards the back? Prone in the library is my R&B album, just for the record. (laughs) (laughs) I proceed to Wits. Okay. (laughs) In pain a little bit. And then, yeah, I get up and then... Just start running towards the back? Running towards the back. Okay. Are you sprinting? Yeah. Not stealthily now that you know the monster's not after you? Right, yeah. Okay. We're just going to take you out of the combat at that point then. You are no longer in the turns. Oh, okay. Because you're just running. All right. So after Scamos, we are on to Tug. All right. So I'm I'm not going to disengage. All right. You're not going to disengage? Nope. Not going to disengage. Are you just going to dash? I am going to dash as far into the library as I can. You're not near the library yet. I know. Okay, so you want to get toward- I want to use every bit plus a key point. All right, so you'll have a movement of 40 feet. Mm -hmm. Then you'll dash with Mm -hmm. your action, which will give you another 40 feet. Yeah. And then whenever you use your key point to dash again, you'll have another 40 feet. Another 40 feet, okay, so so 120. 120 feet. That will get me handily into the library. Are you gonna go through him or around him? I am going to squeeze that area right there. Does too much stuff occupy those squares? I'll give it to you. Okay. If he hits me, it will not stop me. I will just get hit. (laughs) If he hits you and you're not unconscious, yes, you can keep running. Fantastic. I don't like the odds, Stephen. I don't like the odds. Hey, man, I make my own luck. Thankfully, he doesn't get his multi-attack on a reaction for an opportunity attack. So it's only one attack. 
I've currently moved your character on the board eight squares, assuming that you don't get hit. <laughs> it's a 27. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so that'll, that will hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you dead now? Not yet. Almost. It's more than six. Okay. Whenever I'm reduced to zero HP but not killed, I can drop to one HP instead per Half long rest. Orc. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, I have restless endurance. You are now at one HP. And running my <laughs> goddamn ass off. You are inside the library. And he's gone. Unseen servant's oh, dead. Yeah. So after Tug makes it into the library, Zalander, you walk at the monster peeking around the corner and you see Slick run away. The monster starts to move in the direction to chase them. Okay. So the monster doesn't seem to know you're there. Then I'm going to try and keep it that way. So are you just going to like kind of stay in I'm place? I'm going to not move a muscle. Okay, so you don't want to move towards the nope. other side of the building? You're just going to nope. stay where you're at? Yep. Alright, I'm going to give you a stealth check for the sake of hiding with advantage since you're staying still and you're already not visible. And I'm going to give him a perception at disadvantage. So it's basically your two versus his negative one. Okay, 18. He's got a six, so you're good. The monster starts to take steps away from you. And we are now at the top of the order. The collector dashes towards you, Slick, as you have not made it to the library yet. And initially it was chasing Tug, but you thought you were quick on your feet. But Tug appears to be pretty fast. He ran by and he went, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tug runs right in front of you into the library, leaving you about 15 feet from the door. As you turn and look to where he was coming from, the monster's chasing him right behind him. And it's now coming right at you as Tug disappears into the library. The monster dashes towards you, leaving a 20-foot gap between him and you, and it is your turn. <laughs> <laughs> This is a moment that I don't know if I've built this character enough to, to play this, because I could run into the library and hope I find whatever I'm going to find, or I can be a good person and just keep distracting this thing. Right now he's defined as the only way with our goddamn way off this rock, so <laughs> yeah. you better get in that library. Oh, you're right. Because <laughs> like he, like majority, he, he cares for his fellow person. Like he doesn't, he's not like a super bad person, unless you like do something to earn that. Talk to yourself about it. You were a pimp of some kind. You are trying to turn over a new leaf. You have now met this group of people that are consummately relying on you because you pocketed the get out of jail free card. <laughs> I'm gonna try to run in. You're gonna run into the library? Yeah, and if possible, use thaumaturgy to close the door behind me. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> kind of like putting bacon on a ham sandwich at this point, but all right. <laughs> I mean, it, he just he just That might stop him for a turn. If the doors are bigger, the building's better built, in my estimation. So, Slick, you run into the library, casting thaumaturgy behind you, slamming the large metal door behind you. Solander lives outside now. <laughs> this is, you think I'm going to move? <laughs> nope. Scamos, you're running deeper and deeper into this enormous library. Okay. But you do hear the doors slam shut. I probably want to stop and um, shriek again. <laughs> <laughs> and look back and see yeah. what you see. Yeah. Give me a perception check. Seven. So yeah, like the cascading torchlight and the reflections of things, it's just you can't really spot what's happening, but you do see the doors are closed. Mm. You don't see like the the natural light coming in from the doorway anymore. Okay. 
after Scamosphere onto Tug. Well, I'm going to use my turn because I just ran inside from outside and tucked myself against the wall. And then you see Slick come in, slamming the doors behind him. Slick came in, slammed the doors, and fucking run. <laughs> so you're running into the library? Yeah. And I'll use my speech to say, uh, see you at the back. <laughs> All right. And so you start running towards the back of the library. I can dig it. Scamos, you actually see something happening. Kind of cutting into the aisle of bookshelves you're on, you see Tug just appear. He's about 60 feet away from you at this point, but you see him running towards you. I think he's running from something, so I start heading back to the back of the library, too. Okay. Do you go into the aisle where he is also, or do you want to go to a different aisle? Yeah, with him. Okay. Tug, you see Scamos just appear into the aisle of bookshelves you're at, running away from you. Zolander, it is now your turn. Zolander. Does the collector seem to be... Um, you'd have to move to see? Well, then, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that is a no-go for me. I'm so gonna... I don't know these guys. I don't care about these guys. You know, I don't want to die. Um... <laughs> Listeners, just for the record, I know you can't see the map where we're at, but currently there are two buildings on the map. Everyone is inside one building, and the collector is going towards that building, and Zelander's on the opposite end of the map, hiding behind another building, refusing to move. That seems to have a tower. It looks like it has a tower on it. I'm just paralyzed with fear, so I'm going to not hunker, chance it right now. Just going to hunker down in the snow? Yeah. All right. Uh -huh. Interesting. There is something valiant about someone giving themselves the fear condition. <laughs> All right. So I we, would be terrified. So we okay. are back at the top of the round. Slick, as you are still kind of catching your breath from running into the library, you hear the door get pounded. These two metal doors are echoing throughout the library as this monster pounds its fist into it. And let's see if he breaks through. You see two large dents get pounded into these metal doors. It does not break through. It is your turn. How far away is Tug? Tug has run 40 feet away from you. I'm going to run and dash to the back of the library. So you're just running towards the back library. Run and dash. All right. So you have exited the scene. It's just me. So the only person remaining is Zelander. Yeah. Scamos and Tug, it is technically your turn next in the combat rounds. Are you doing anything other than running towards the back of the library? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. No. So y'all are running to the back of the library with Slick, who's trailing behind y'all. Zolander, what is your end goal in the rest of this combat? Well, I wanted to get to the library, but that is not going to happen right now. Um, I would like to get inside this building. Okay. Do you want to go around to the front door and go inside? Yes. Or do you want to try and climb for a window on your own? No, I want to try and go to the front door. <laughs> okay. yeah. That would be a wild decision. <laughs> Let me try to do Last time I tried to do this on somebody's shoulders, I couldn't do it. It kind of tracks for her. And then, yeah, right? like, yeah, like, so far, so far, she's like, I can no. probably get this can window. I, can I, like, dash also and see if uh, I, or well, but, like, the uh, monster right okay. now appears to be 
really focused on the door. Okay. So we're not really in our six second turn okay. right now. Okay. I'm letting you kind of like tippy toe around the side as Great. this monster continues to just pound this metal door. Cool. So you get towards the front mm-hmm. and you do see the monster. It's We'll say it's been about 30 seconds. Okay. So about five turns as you've carefully, very carefully walked towards the front. Uh-huh. And as you get to peek around and you see the monster, it breaks the door and it charges inside. Oh man, I was gonna take a long rest. (laughs) Scamos, Slick, and Tug, you've been running for like 300 feet at this point. Mm -hmm. You've been running as fast as you can, as far as you can. You still haven't found the back wall of this library. Wow, big library. And then you hear the two metal doors come off their hinges and hit the floor. And you all stop on your feet for a second. And you hear the monster's metal arms and armor creak and moan as it makes its way inside. And you can hear it kind of like come to a rest as it's looking around. And then you hear slow steps as it starts to investigate the library slowly looking for you. Do the three of you continue to sprint? I just want to say this was a horrible decision. (laughs) Not a step forward in my uh, career whatsoever. I don't know what I was thinking of being an acolyte. (laughs) Yeah, but I will say you got some legs on you. You really really abandoned the shit out of all of us a minute ago. I appreciate that. But I think ultimately, Flick, you still have that ring, right? I do, yes. Okay, so for the sake of solidarity, maybe let's find this orb. Maybe reconnect with the hot short girl and try to get the fuck out of here. Does that seem like a plan we can at least... Sounds like a plan to me. If anybody, and I do mean anybody, is a cleric or anything, Jaboy dying. So please hit me with something. I know I seem chipper, but this isn't the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I am an orphan. So (laughs) you hear metal steps happening throughout the library and they seem to be getting closer but still very far away. I'm gonna you first use Cure Wounds on him. You get a solid seven hit points, my hey, guy. Hey, seven's better than one. I'm going to keep making my way towards the yeah. back. Oh, uh, I would like to dispel this guy's self if that's not dispelled already. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> You're no longer a white person. I'm now more of a neutral tone inside of a library color, maybe. Yeah, sure. Okay, great. <laughs> Are you moving as a unit stealthily? Yeah, pro- yeah. I would, yeah, I would, I would probably... St- Stay in like within a five foot radius. I would say so. This chicken should. Are you are you abandoning them again, Scamos? Are you with them? With them. Okay. Give me stealth checks, all three of you. Twenty. Twelve. Nineteen. Y'all average out pretty nicely. And he's doing poor. Thank you, poor demon. You hear in the distance a wail of a person, and it starts to scream, and then it goes silent as you hear a pound into the ground. What direction was that coming from? Back towards the front. Seems maybe a monk was hiding and just got caught. Oh. oh. I would say you guys can kind of hear me saying, uh, thank you for the strength you gave us. Alright, so now Zolander, let's come back to you. You've seen the monster break into the door and you kind of stood in shock for a moment. What are you doing? I don't know. Um Sacrifice yourself. <laughs> Wow, wow, easy for you to say. You ran away. (laughs) Oh my God. Out of all the height, you have the least, so you get to. So so my life matters least, yeah, okay. 
Uh, I'm just, I'm still going to go in this building. Okay, so you're going to go into this building. Yes, you're not worried about now, going to the library. Not right now. I just need to collect myself. So you look around, and this is a, it's a cottage-like building, but it's like a stone cottage, I guess. And it's rather Victorian and nice. Um, it's pretty elegant. There's multiple hallways and rooms, and you look at one of the rooms, and it has like a nameplate on it of somebody. It looks like maybe their office buildings, like an office area, and then also okay. maybe bedrooms for the higher-up monks who aren't living in the dormitories. What? The <laughs> people in charge. Don't have classisms like that. Yeah, there's somebody in charge. Yeah, I guess so. Also, these aren't like real-world monks. Oh, uh, yeah, your world monks. My world monks. Of course. <laughs> I really don't know. Just happy to be inside. Okay, you just want to you it. just want to kind of rest yeah, I just and get your just, get your bearings. Yeah, I'm gonna think about what I'm gonna do now. Okay. The three of you, you run stealthily, quietly. You maybe have ran about a thousand feet. It's been a while, and then finally, the back wall comes into view. There are five doors, a puzzle and a fight. <laughs> the wall itself is about a hundred feet wide. Five doors are split evenly across the hundred feet. On the left, as you kind of look around and gauge what's happening, you see a red metal door. There's a metal sculpture of a demon's face that protrudes from this metal door. There is no handle. There are no hinges visible. The second door is a blue metal door. Engraved from the bottom to the top are ocean waves that fade into a night sky. There's no handle, no hinges. The middle door is a crude wooden door that is slightly ajar. The wood appears old and rotted. It appears it could fall off any moment. The fourth door is a green metal door with an engraving of a large billowing tree from bottom to top. There is no handle nor hinges. The fifth door is a black metal door with no engraving or decoration, just a dark soot-like black coating. There is no handle, no hinges. Above these five doors, engraved on the wall, there's something kind of hiding in the dust. Give me perception checks to see if you can read what's hiding under this dusty area. It's a 17. Six. 19. Slick and Tug, you both are able to see clearly that even with the dust kind of coating things, it says the vaults. I'm going to listen to little tappy taps on the... Um on the doors to see if, okay. if they sound like a door. So you go to the so you go to each metal from door left to right, I guess, and you get to the red one and you knock. It sounds like metal. It doesn't really sound like a door. It just sounds like you're knocking on metal. Mm -hmm. Goes to blue. Same thing. Kind of just sounds like metal. You get to the wood that's slightly ajar. Do you want to knock on it? No. I mean, if I can peek through it. Okay. So you kind of peek inside and there's like five stairs going down to a long hallway and it's really dark. Uh, you have dark vision though, right? Uh, I showed you. Okay. So you get the kind of gray, opaque look into the hallway, and it's just a long hallway that goes into nothingness for the 30 feet, I think you can see, maybe 60. But on the left and right side of this narrow five-foot-wide hallway that goes from this wooden door, there are bookshelves on the left and right that are very old. Books and the scrolls that are on them are also very old. Pretty much everything in this hallway feels like it's decaying. Hmm. And then you go to the next metal doors and you knock and they just yep. kind of sound like metal. Um, you said the hallway was five feet wide. Mm -hmm. Do I hear anything in this room? Give me a perception check. 
It's a 16. You feel like your senses are kind of tuned to this area. You're trying to zone the metal creaking out from behind you. It's very still at the door. You don't feel any wind coming in at you from this hallway. You don't hear anything. It seems that this area is just very, dead's probably the wrong word, but just stagnant. Nothing seems to be living about this area at all. And that's not really hinting at anything, I promise. It's just the only words I can find. Okay, I'll head in there. You can start walking inside. Mm-hmm. Before you start making that move, Tug and Scamos, is there anything you want to do before How- he grabs the door? Yeah, I'm going to stop him. Hey, 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 hey. Before we go in there, let's come up with a little bit of a plan. What's happening? What do we see? Who's talking? What's your favorite movie? <laughs> I'm sorry. Reality play. Sorry. I didn't mean to. You know what I mean? Reality play is my favorite What are you thing? thinking? Tell me. We got, um, we got like a, we got a little my, a my second. My immediate goal is to find this orb, mm-hmm. whatever it happens to be, and get out of here. And then they just see me running towards the door in the background. <laughs> the wooden door? Yeah, the okay. wooden door. Are you thinking stealthy about it? Um, or are you just kind of casually In a comical way, like, the, like breaking the third yeah. wall. You know, the... Yeah, okay. So as y'all are discussing this, uh, Scamo steps about five feet away from you and opens up the door and just starts to walk inside. Yeah, like Leroy Jenkins. Just <laughs> are you going... running? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he starts running down the five stairs and into the hallway. Well, I guess there we go. All I'm right, a, let's go. I'm going to pat you on the back real quick, get you a little bardic inspiration. And I'm not kidding around. That's a great-looking trench coat, and I give you bardic inspiration. Sweet. <laughs> As we circle jerk some bardic inspiration around. <laughs> so do you continue running? Yes. Without stopping? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need a perception check from you. Full self-preservation. 17. Very good. So you catch yourself as you're running and you stop immediately as you see this huge pit in the ground about 20 feet wide to the other side. And it's it's not, it, the pit doesn't appear to be destroyed. It appears to have been designed to be this way. It is well cut and man-made into the ground. And you look down into the pit and you don't see a bottom. And the two of you catch up to him eventually. And you see him just standing over, looking down this empty chasm. All right, so Zelander, you have been waiting now for, we'll say, 10 minutes. Yeah. The monster hasn't come out. About five minutes ago, you feel like you may have heard the scream of a person and then it goes silent. Right. Uh, and then that kind of freaked you out. But you settled back in because you, you're in it now. Yeah. There's no ex- there's no escape in this mountain that's on top of the world, the highest mountain in the world, without at least slick. Right. Right. I need him. I love the idea of you opening the door, hearing a scream, and going, nope. <laughs> Close the door again. <laughs> All right. So it's been five minutes of silence. Yeah. What's your move? I'm going to, like, peek out the door and make sure that I don't see him. And I'm just going to walk over there. To I'm going to the be quiet, yes, to the library. It, like, if I can make it all the way. I want to just, like, peek in and see what I can see. All right, so you peek inside. You see the two metal doors have fallen onto the ground right in front of the doorway. You look around. Give me a perception check. Ten. Okay. You hear the monster inside. You hear it creaking and echoing throughout the library. And as you look inside and kind of get an idea of the building, the description that I gave to Scamos earlier, you can see the left and right sides, but you don't see the back. 
Okay. And you see torches and chandeliers and stuff that are not well lighting the area, but they're giving it some light. But you don't know the general vicinity of where the monster is. Okay. You don't see your friend's bodies anywhere. Good son. But you do see a blood trail that's kind of leading into the counter. Okay. And then, like, there's just bookshelves. There's That's the only place oh, to yeah. see. And that's the only, only thing, thing I haven't to told you is there's just an enormous amount of books and bookshelves that are just lining this whole place. Okay. I'm going to quietly walk in and just go up to that desk and see, see what's going on there. Okay. So you approach the counter, the circular counter. Mm-hmm. Give me a stealth check. A 19. Okay. You successfully make your way to the circular counter. You look inside, you find that blood trail, and you find the half person that Scamos found earlier. You gag a little bit. And um, thankfully, though, it's not one of your friends. Can I just like hunker down behind it for yeah, a little we'll bit? Yeah, we'll say it's like three feet and you're okay. four feet tall. Yeah. So you're just kind of like. I'm just going to like squat. Yeah. See what's going on. You want to hold there? Or? Yeah, for now. Okay. Back to the three of you. Three of you are looking down into this pit, kind of huddled close to each other, like. In this five-foot-wide hallway. Um, can I, like, look around, like, on the sides of the walls? Yeah, there's the bookshelves that are, like, very crumbly. Uh, can we climb on the bookshelves to bypass the pit? You can try. Okay. Give me a acrobatics check. Eight. All right. So you kind of set yourself up before you get over the pit, and, like, as you hold onto one shelf, it kind of just crumbles, and you just kind of catch yourself. It doesn't seem to hold your weight. And books and scrolls just kind of fall to the ground. Give me a description of, like, this room. Well, it's just a hallway. And it's a five-foot-wide hallway. And you just come across a pit that's about 20 foot in length. Okay. And there's bookshelves lining both sides of the wall. The bookshelves are very old, very crumbly, very decayed. There's books and scrolls all on them as well. Okay. And we'll say it's about 10 feet high as well. The hallway's about 10 feet high. And the pit goes down and up. You also see that there's no ceiling above the pit. I'm going to, like place my foot to see if maybe there's just floor I can't see. Okay. Give me a investigation check. Seven. All right. So Scamos was up front and so he's kind of centered on everything and you kind of squeeze to the side of him and you put your foot down. For sure, nothing's there. I'm going to reach in one of my cargo pockets. Okay. I have in my pockets half a slice of medieval pizza and I'm going to drop it in the in the hole. Okay. So you drop a piece of pizza into the hole and it disappears into the darkness forever (laughs) not the pizza man yeah well i figured it was the heaviest other things i have so i'm hungry oh here and i reach i I reach in my pocket again and pull out (laughs) half a hot dog and give it as you kind of question what's going on a piece of pizza falls from the sky (laughs) (laughs) yes that is exactly what i wanted to happen (laughs) took a while okay then i jump (laughs) oh my god all right. Can I, like, swan dive into the center? No. I'm going to jump as far as I can, which should be 10 feet horizontally with a 10, f- 10 feet of movement before. Are you so going to try and get them out of your way to where you can do a sprint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, oh, 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 oh. Like, like a cool teenager movie. Okay. And I'm okay if I die here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you all move out of the way? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to jump because the trajectory should eventually land me on that ledge. Thank you for saying sure. <laughs> so you're centered on the hallway, and you start running. And you're sprinting, and you're jumping. Run 10 feet, All right. I jump 10 feet. Give me an acrobatic check. Okay. It's a 15. Okay. 
So, like, tell me about your jump. Are you feet first? Are you? Yeah, no, I don't. It's kind of, I want it to feel kind of like a, like a triple jump. Okay. Pop, pop, pop. And then my feet are just kind of, like, leading me a little bit, but it's in almost a, like, prepping for a crouch. Okay. All right, so you jump, and you're about to enter the pit, and then you hit something. Nice. And it hurt. That's Because fine. it went right between your legs. Okay. A very small beam <laughs> about this big <laughs> that is invisible from one end of the pit to the other in the center, which is why whenever you reached out with your seven, you only felt the left side and you didn't Ooh. feel anything. <laughs> that is somewhere between the worst pain I've ever felt and not as bad as losing my parents. Because <laughs> I'm an orphan. I don't know if I told you guys. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and I need a dexterity save as you try to hold on to the beam hmm. for falling endlessly. 18. So you hold yourself after hitting yourself in the balls. And just start running. So you, you see him floating. Yeah. Just in the middle of this pit. You don't see the beam. Oh, okay. It's invisible. Are you going to feel for it first? Or are you just going to leap of faith it? Go to the middle of the hallway and... Okay, yeah. so when you feel for it, it's literally about two inches wide. Right now, it's looking like he's like straddling a like a horse, like a pole vault or whatever. Not a okay. Vault. So it's like walking a tightrope. That's more oh, of a beam. Oh, so it shouldn't. I mean, if you want, you yeah. can try. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, very cautiously walk the beam. Okay, it's a five foot wide hallway, so you can kind of reach past the oh, shelves yeah. and kind of balance yourself. That's what I'm doing. Uh, for so sure. give me an acrobatics check with advantage. 13. 13 is a success. You make it halfway to where Tug is. And Tug, you're just kind of like moaning briefly as you deal with the crotchal pain. Right. And then you see that uh, Scamos has approached you from behind. Uh, but I'm like, it seems as though there's a beam kind of in the... I mean, you see it. You get it. You see Scamos taps you on the shoulder. Yeah, get to the yeah, yeah, okay, so, yeah, you guys see it. Wait, can try. I get scooched by you really fast? <laughs> Slick, a piece of pizza falls from the sky again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like how I look. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I mean, I, do I see them uh, straddling? Oh, this? yeah, you see the mess that's happening. I just wanted to let you know that as you're watching this, the pizza falls for the second time. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, I'm going to... I'm waiting for them to go further before I attempt because you want the beam clear. I'd assume uh, I watch, <laughs> I see what's happening here. But um, I'm as I'm waiting for them, I'm gonna just like keep just <laughs> waiting for the pizza to fall again. But I am waiting for them to get the fuck out the way. Okay, I will say that it did not look like new pizza. Whatever your goal is with that. <laughs> are you attempting to stand up on the beam? I am going to. Or are you gonna scoot? Yeah, because that it'll. I'll make it the rest of the way, so I'll just scoot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me an acrobatics check with advantage since you're scooting. Uh, 21. All right. You make it across. Uh, and then let's go ahead and do another acrobatics check for you, Scamos. 20. And you make it across. And then we're going to cut back to Zelander real quick. I still don't see the creature, but I can just hear him, right? You've kind of zoned in. So let's go ahead and give me another perception check and see if you can pinpoint his location. Thirteen. You're kind of like looking towards the back and trying to use your, what's that? Peripheral hearing? Peripheral vision, but. Uh, um, let's go with it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Whatever peripheral whatever. hearing is. <laughs> peripheral vision to hear. You try to pinpoint using, you know, 
facing this way, can you hear on the left or right? Right. And you do hear that the monster is somewhere on the right. Okay. Then I'm going to come out from behind the desk quietly and go to the left. Okay. And are you going to make your way towards the back of the library? Yes. All right. I'm going to need a stealth check. Okay. 17. Very good. I got a four. Oh, sweet. So you are making your way slowly to the back of the library. Can I also just like grab a random book, any one off the shelf? Just for? In case I need it. You grab a book. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I am so glad you did that. Because the whole time I've been like, this is a giant monk library that has been collecting forever as far as we know. If you pick up a book with like a dope spell in it. Like... Well, well, I can't cast spells, but I was really just thinking like, if I need to, I'm going to throw that book as far as I can somewhere else. <laughs> All right, we come back to the three of you. Tug and Scamos, you are now on the other side of the pit. Slick, you see the pizza fall again. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'll probably uh, straddle the beam. And... Okay. Give me a acrobatics check. 14. All right, so you make it halfway across, scooting around, and you're pretty stable, so I'm going to give you advantage on the rest of the way. 23. You make it to the other side. We'll say Tug's there to greet you and pull you up because he likes to help people. Hey, you did it way better than I did. I'm going to take a second. Okay. If that's okay with everybody. Is Scamos going to take a second, or are you going to start uh, moving? Scamos seems to be okay with just leaving y'all, so. Yeah, I carry <laughs> on. So you leave him? Yeah. Okay. So uh, as Tug catches his breath, Slick, are you hanging out with Tug, or are you going to catch up with Scamos? If I can still be going in the same direction as Scamos, but not the same pace so that I can. Just kind of keep in the mid? Yeah. I'm so fast. You, I'll be. I'll be right there. <laughs> That thing is still back there. Uh, that's on you. Take your time. Yes. And then I'll pick up and fucking start going. Okay. So you all move. Scamos, you go faster than everybody else, but eventually you, everybody catches up to you. What you all see as you, as Scamos is kind of looking at this door, this door that has blocked the area and pondering what to do, the three of you see the stone door, and then above the stone door is a stone sculpture of a closed eye. Oh. Uh, I'm going to close my eyes and try to walk through the door. Okay. You close your eyes and start to walk to the door, and the door is still there. I'm going to try to use thaumaturgy on the door. Okay. What's that do? Open or close a unlocked okay. door. Uh, there's no handle or anything, um, and you don't open the door. All right, Lord of the Rings, you failed me. Uh, so it's just the, the closed eye and then the door. Is there anything else in this room? Uh, just the bookshelves in the hallway. Can I reach this eye above the door? Yeah, you can reach the eye and you touch it and it just feels like stone. Okay. I have no idea what to do. <laughs> All right, everybody close your eyes. All right, yeah, I'll do that. It's a mystery, men, guys. It's a mystery, men. <laughs> <laughs> we all got to close our eyes and walk through the door. I'll do that, too. All right, the three of you close your eyes and start to slowly walk. As soon as you close your eyes, you hear the creaking of stone as it moves down, and you look, open your eyes, and it's out of your way. You didn't wow. even walk through it yet. Good job, team. So as you all walk through that stone door, off in the distance, about 100 feet away, you see a light shining down. It illuminates a small area in the distance, and in the center of this small area is a small stone pedestal. Something sits atop of it. But you can't really see it from this distance. And you start to move in that direction. So Lander, slowly made your way across the library. You've been traveling for about 500 feet. Okay. You still hear the monster behind you, so you seem to be safe from that. And you speed up a little bit. Okay. And 
We're just going to skip some time a little bit as we'll say that they were stumbled on some of these puzzles. And you get to these five doors and you see the wooden doors open and you can actually hear some chatter echo from the hallway. Yeah, I'm going to go in. Okay. Yeah. You walk inside and you come to the pit. <laughs> Man, character moments are so hard. <laughs> when does that pizza And then fall? you see the pizza fall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to attempt to feel for something just to see. Okay, so you uh, reach down to the pit and see if you feel anything. Give me an investigation check. It's a 13. All right. You reach, like, you just kind of, like, move your hand along yeah. the edge, and you do feel that beam as you get to the mid part. And you kind of, like, touch it further and see that it kind of stretches out into the distance. This invisible beam. I'm going to have to straddle it because I don't think my arms are long enough to touch the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You have foot and a half arms, girl. <laughs> All right. So give me an acrobatics check. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Crit miss. So, yeah, you uh, reach for the beam, and you're like, okay, that's right there in the center. And then you step to kind of, like, get yourself ready, and you just fall right through. And you then the four, three of you here in the distance behind you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So good. It sounds like the same welt whenever somebody <laughs> fell off of your shoulders into the snow. I really feel like Tug will be like, eh, she'll figure it out in a second. <laughs> and then I'm going to say you hit the beam okay. somewhere in your fall. All right, here we go. Bunch of falling damage as you hit the beam. Oh, right. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. If I go unconscious in this fucking... <laughs> 21 falling damage. Ooh. No, I'm still up. And you hit the beam. And I'm going to need a dexterity save to see if you can hold on to it. Five. <laughs> <laughs> you hear. Didn't I say I gave you all inspiration? Yeah, I have inspiration. Oh, yeah, I do have done. inspiration. So, yeah, you can use inspiration to uh, give yourself advantage. Yes, I would like to do that. We'll say you do that as you fail that dexterity check. So if you want to roll the dexterity check again, dexterity save. Oh, please. Oh, thank God. 20. All right. We're going to speed this along. <laughs> okay. You, you, pull your, you hit the beam. You catch yourself. You hold on. You're kind of monkeying underneath it. And you wrap your legs around it. And some of your stuff out of your backpack falls out. And it just... Uh, actually, what 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 do you have in the backpack? Uh, let me see. And then she gets hit with a slice of pizza and a sleeping bag. Uh, yeah, a a bedroll. Okay. Clothes, a disguise kit, a mess kit. Okay, that's yeah. it. That's what I need. Mess yeah, kit. Yeah. So it. like pots and pans fall out of your uh, backpack, and they just start falling <laughs> endlessly. And you just kind of scoot as quickly as you can to avoid the falling rain of cooking utensils. And you get to the other end, and like sometimes they'll hit like the beam and clank. You climb yourself up, and you get to the door that's already open. You see them in the distance, the three silhouettes of them, close to this shining light, and you sprint and catch up, out of breath, and the four of you are now together. Thanks for oh, all that help. hey, thanks so much yeah. for getting me almost murdered. Okay, well, I appreciate it very much. You heard much. me. You heard me just then, right? <laughs> and you didn't want to come help me? A shadow monster hit me twice and nearly killed me. 
if you had to deal with falling over and over again a couple times, that's not even my... And honestly, (laughs) you're here now, so who are we? Let's all just move on. Sick of you, though. (laughs) So we're not going to get coffee later? Oh, we're getting coffee, but we're going to have a lot to talk about. So the four of you move forward closer to this shining light and this pedestal. And you get about 20 feet away from it. You look down at your feet and that stone flooring that you were used to and in the shelving on the wall, it's all black around. Like there's some sort of shadow cast right there. The ceiling is still 10 feet and the hallway yeah. is still five feet wide. Okay. And it seems like the pedestal is about 20 feet away from you. Can I see what's on the pedestal? Clearly, there is a blue sphere, an orb. An orb. <laughs> I'm going to cast Mage Hand. Okay. And what's the range of your Mage Hand? 30 feet. Okay. So you cast Mage Hand and you send it into the shadow. It reaches its limit and you don't see it come out the other side. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to reach into my pockets. Okay. <laughs> I, ha- I have a recently severed finger in my bag <laughs> and on it is a ring. So I pull the ring off of the finger and I put it back in my pocket. And I just kind of throw the finger as far as I can. Okay. <laughs> Give me a straight shot. Five. All right, it slips from your hand, and you feel like it just went like five feet, maybe. Still bloody. It's still bloody finger. It's pretty recent. Sure. <laughs> so it's like maybe five feet away from you in the shadow. I have a lantern. Oh, okay. And so I want to like shine my lantern. Okay, the light just kind of uh, stops at the shadow, and it doesn't go any further, and it doesn't seem to reach. Mm. If it's reaching the area where it's lit up, it doesn't seem to glow any further. Mm, gotcha. Mm. And this is just like a shadow, right? Like It seems like just a shadow, yeah. You want to put your hand in it? Yes. Okay, so you reach your hand forward and kind of stick it into the shadow, and your hand just kind of fades into the shadow, and you can't see your hand. Oh, I don't like that. Doesn't hurt. Nothing negative happened. I'm going to walk up and stick my face in the shadow. Your face into the shadow? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you After stick- I see her do that, and she's not in pain. Okay. So you uh, walk up closer, and you stick your face into the shadow. Your vision goes go completely dark. Okay. Nothing. And you also can't hear them behind you. You can't hear anything. Oh, interesting. Except, what is your greatest fear? Oh, um, I think my greatest fear is that I did not grow up to be the people that my parents were. Hear your mother in the background. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do your chores? Why are you doing everything that you do? You're such a failure, Tug. All I can think about is how low my wisdom score is right now. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a wisdom save. It's a seven. You hold fast. Deal with your mother degrading you. You move forward. Yeah, as much as I can, I think what I'm going to do... Do you step into the shadow? No. I think what I'm going to do is kind of... Which I can only imagine is wild to watch from outside. (laughs) (laughs) But I just kind of like... They see my face in the sink and then it goes... Like that. (laughs) Like like I hear my mom for the first time. I'm just like, what? And, uh, And then I kind of crouch down to one knee... And then I'll take one of my arms and I'll reach forward to kind of feel for like a sturdy place to walk. And there's, there's stone. Okay. There's flooring. Oh, so it's a uh, cool. I'll put my head out and go, be careful. My mom's in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then I'll kind of, I do not want to walk okay. because I am scared of this puzzle because I should be, I feel like. So I'm just going to kind of like very 
not not in like a crawl, but in like a crouch walk kind of deal, like feeling for the ground. Okay. Kind of something that you might see a half orc do. Okay, so you crawl for about twenty feet into mm-hmm. the shadow. Y'all see him disappear into the shadow. And you hear your mother just degrading you for the first thirty feet. And you start moving in. And that's from and that's from your right side. And then your dad comes in on the left. <laughs> yeah, he was even worse. You were worthless. Yeah. Worthless orc. Yeah, I know. You no warrior. Yeah, I know. You can't fight. You're weak. That is very true. And he and he's degrading you from the left about just your physical stature while your mother's just degrading your responsibility on the right. Give me another wisdom save. Uh not much better, but better. Eight. You can't take it anymore. Okay. You need to turn around. Okay. And you start to run backwards. Okay. Give me a survival check. That's a nineteen. No, it's a twenty one. Okay, you do a perfect one eighty, you turn around and you start crawling back. And y'all see him come out of the out of the darkness and he's in tears. And he was so mean to me. And I just I didn't think if I was gonna meet my ba- mid conversation always with Tug. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think when I saw him again there would be so mean. I miss him so much. Alright, so here's what I learned. <laughs> I, I kind of tell him what uh, I would tell him about my experience, which was when I put my head in I started to hear my mom, and then the further I got, I started to hear my dad, and they were both belittling me. After I heard my dad, should I make a roll to believe whether or not I started to believe it wasn't an illusion, and no. that my they are actually my parents in there? No, you, um, you know that it's not your parents. Okay, cool. There's no way it is. So, yeah, so Logically. I don't think my mom and my dad are really in there, but something is coming for your brain when you go in there, so just... I think whoever has the most mental fortitude or the maybe just the least to worry about, maybe even starting from the exact spot where I went in, just in case there's something weird because I was able to walk for what I can only imagine was a long time. It was very dark and I was getting yelled at by my parents who I'm pretty sure aren't alive anymore. So whoever can take it should go in there. For sure. Well, I'm not concerned with some words, so... I don't know if it's just words, man. I just know what I heard. We'll see what happens. I'm going to walk in. All right. Slick. As you walk inside, Slick, what is your greatest fear? Uh, like just being completely useless. Like I, like there's, there's nothing I can do to help whatever situation. Okay. So you hear off in the distance somebody crying for help. <laughs> Give me a wisdom save. Oh, also, you've completely forgotten that he told you it was an illusion. Huh. You believe that in this instant, there is someone that needs your help. It's a 16. You push forward. You know you can't reach them. They're too far away. You can't see anything. You can't feel anything. There's nothing you can do, so you push forward. And you get about 30 feet away. And then off to the right, you hear an explosion. People crying in pain. Thousands, it sounds like. Suffering. Give me a wisdom save. I'm going to use that bardic inspiration All right. that he gave me. Which is a d6 at this level, I think. Mm-hmm. That's a six. So that's so. a 21. You continue further, ignoring the explosion and the wailing pains. You get another 30 feet. You're now 90 feet deep, you feel like. And you hear in front of you a mother crying for her baby. She's lost the baby. Nowhere to be found. Give me another wisdom save. Does inspiration work 
on this. You can use inspiration if you need to. Using that inspiration, my guy. You can roll first to make sure, and then you don't have to call the inspiration before you you roll. Yeah. 17. 17 is a success. And you crawl, and you walk, suffering, hearing all of this. And then into the light, you pop out. You look back, and you see the three of them. Before, it felt like this was 20 feet away. But they seem like they're 200 feet away. You've traveled far in this darkness. And you go and you walk towards the pedestal. Three of you see him in the in the light. Is there anything you want to do or say or anything? I want to yell. Can you hear me? You don't hear anything. I think I just kind of do like a long gangly wave. <laughs> I give him like a little. <laughs> Solid. I don't know if that was a good thing or not, but all right. No, that's fine. And you walk towards the pedestal. The blue orb sits on top of it. Circled around the pedestal. There's some sort of inscription. Can I read it? What languages do you know? Um, I believe common and infernal. Yes. You unfortunately cannot read it. Uh, is there anything else? Nothing else. The orb sits there in the center of the pedestal. The light shines down from above. Grab it. That's what I'm going to do. Actually, I'm going to cast hand, Mage Hand, see if I can A, cast it, and B, grab it. Okay. You try to cast Mage Hand, no magic. Appears that magic is null and void right here. Well, then, I'm going to grab the orb. You reach out your hand. You all see him slowly, hesitantly, scared, reach and touch the orb. His fingers touch it for about a full second. And then his body falls limp. 